0: Lock Talk Radio. Aha! Uh-huh. Y'all ready, y'all? Come on! i hey. uh-huh.
1: Tonight. how is the human family doing tonight? Well, I want to welcome you to another episode of Blog Talk Radio on the network, Five Smooth Stones. I'm Brother Seth. We've been doing this since 2011, and yes, we are still here. I like that little song there. Well... Tonight, 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 what do we have? We have a part two. I'll call it the Bishop Robert E. Smith Sr. Interview Part Two. I don't think I ever called a show after someone's name. Actually, my uncle, when he passed, we did a show for him. But anyway, the one and only Bishop Robert E. Smith Sr. The interview is tonight. Earlier, I sent it to many of you. i just go in and read the show's description, just in case you call that phone number and you don't have a clue of what we're talking about tonight. I went on to send this to many of you. I said, the controversial Bishop Robert E. Smith, Sr., interview part two, will be conducted on May 15, 2018, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. After listening to many powerful teachings, and I do mean powerful teachings, not being sarcastic or sarcastic. I'm I'm, I'm facetious. I'm being very serious. After listening to many powerful teachings of Arkansas Bishop Robert E. Smith, Sr., especially when he talks about new creatures in Christ that I endorse fully, I recognize I have no small disagreement with this man of, of, of God as well. Although I'm very impressed by his labor of love and many years of service to all people, Including African Americans. My spirit cannot rest with other teachings and comments. Bishop Robbie Smith have accepted to come on our nationwide blog show again. And I went on to say, Attention, due to space limitations, I clicked on this uh asked everybody to click on this link where we'll talk about what he exactly said. So let's do this. let's click on the link and let's see whether the comments some of the comments he made And we don't know if the the Bishop want to talk about it tonight. He kind of, yes, the word would be dodged. He kind of dodged all of them last show. Well, that's not true. He talked about a few of them. But here's some of the comments made earlier, and he's making them often. It's not like it's just a – some of these are one-time things. Some, you know, continue to get comments, uh, you know, and so he's going to explain stuff tonight. But here's the ones that would be offensive. I heard him talk about Colin Kaepernick kneeling, don't change nothing. Eh, that's not really offensive. A lot of people believe that. So some of those other comments I didn't put in this, but the ones that I feel like will cause some pain to some believers and probably some of his own members is, is, the, is the ones I put on, the, on on here. And, again, folks, I'm choosing to uh, talk about these last, last week and, and maybe tonight, whatever the bishop want to do, really. I'm going to let him make that call. I uh, choose to talk about these, these, this particular issue, uh, these comments, because we're also going to talk about how to, what should we do politically to change our plight. We want to really hit that hard tonight, and I know he does too. He probably don't want to talk about none of it, but I've got to re- just read these to y'all. Responding to one person's request to meet good pastors or preachers, the bishop said, I don't want to meet any of them. They're the propagators of immorality. That's what he said. Then he went on to say, another comment another time, he said, black pastors are the worst on the planet. Later, he said, I told him don't invite me to another black pastors event. I'm sick of them. The source, YouTube, it's called Black Pastors, are the worst on the planet. And while we're at it, I want to, Thank the gentleman that put those uh, items on YouTube. He co- goes by the name of White Gentleman. Goes uh, if we can say White tonight. I mean, I know we're in the spirit. Bishop might not like me saying that, but uh, y'all only gonna know what I'm talking about if I'm talking about it in the spirit. You want not know what I'm talking about? But the White Gentleman that goes to attend his assembly, that goes by the name of what things so ever. Thank you for p- posting these videos. Uh, but anyway, we're we'll right along because the bishop gonna have the mic tonight for the show. He will do the most talking tonight. Interviewed by two white talk show hosts about blacks who disobey the law. He was talking about blacks who disobey the law. Later, he also mentioned uh, blacks who got killed by police not resisting arrest. So he talked about those that was a, a, a resisting arrest and then those that are not resisting arrest. And the question came to him about those that are not resisting arrest he didn't say anything about well that's a shame he said these words he then spoke of a person amount of his daughter a policeman who was killed on duty chasing some gangbangers I'd be pissed too most people killed in the hood deserved it don't know if I would have went that far but I'd definitely been pissed or oh, why black youth Disrespect the law, he said. The disrespect for the law started with their mother. Yeah, he said it. He says a black youth, they call each other MF. It's in their DNA since Nimrod, son of Ham, slept with his mother. So that means he believed black folks are for Ham. Not from Israel, y'all. Not from not from Shem, Ham. African-Americans, you know, there's different types of black folks now. When speaking of why blacks say and do the things and or rebel over police shootings and other injustices they see, he said blacks and Black Lives Matter are operating out of a spirit of paranoia on a social and economic level. That video was on YouTube, under the name of Dallas shootings. Also, the bishop said resisting arrest means you want to end your life. YouTube video, same video, dollar shootings. Bishop went on to say at a different time, blacks that voted for President Obama, blacks blacks voted for President Obama because he was black. Then he said, anyone who invests in the DNA of black folks are investing in the immorality all the way back to Nimrod, one more time. He said blacks who vote, he said blacks voted for President Obama because he was black. Not mentioning whites didn't vote for him because he was black. No, that's me talking. Okay, back to the Bishop. Then he said, Anyone who invests in the DNA of black folks are investing in immorality all the way back to Nimrod, so don't invest in no black folks. I guess that's me talking. He went on to say, Obama was the worst thing to happen to America out of all these comments. that's That's the one that just floored me. Not Jim Crow, not slavery, not lynchings, not, you know, Obama. I'm, I'm laughing, but some of these, a lot of y'all feel this way. So don't, I don't want to put the, 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 this man of God out on some limb. And, again, we're not attacking character tonight, just character, attacking w- these words, comments, doctrines. That's what it's all about. So don't let my little laugh to throw y'all off. This is a man of God, probably done more than most of us listening, any probably two of us together. I give them that the respect. But the comments is what we're talking about tonight. We're going to say Obama is not regenerated. Huh? Yes, he said that. Obama prays to Allah in the White House. Anyone that voted for him need to repent. So I don't know how he know who he prayed pray for or whether or not his heart is right. While preaching at a funeral of young people killed by black violence, he called the young people mourning MFs. Which startled them, he said. He explained that MF meant motherless fraternity. Speaking of 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 no fathers in the house. The source, YouTube video, Black Pastors are the worst pastors on the planet. That video. In one breath he supports the most controversial person, godly on the internet, who's a known black hater, the one and only Pastor Manning. Nobody said anything good about this man. This bishop did he talks about how he have over twenty five million Views like that from so not knowing it's Devin, and must that we were viewing him because he's crazy, not because he's saying things. A lot of people just got a lot of views, don't mean they're saying the right thing. Anyway, he went on to say that he just going after Obama. He he likes that. And he went on to, in the same breath, attack Reverend Jesse Jackson, call him a hustler. Now, Jesse Jackson shot at, threatened. See, I know I'm Jesse, I'm not on Jesse now, but this brother said he is a hustler. Maybe he is I don't know, I know I'm not on him now, but anyway, I can't disrespect that man's life again. he's one of those persons who have done more than probably any two or three of us in the kingdom, even I mean, because the brother is in the kingdom, he may not be functioning under the 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 wisdom that this 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 bishop is putting out there, he may not be. I am no longer a black man, he said, I am a new creature, which is bona file Bible. I'll put in for emphasis, although this is 100% Bible, we have this new man in earthly vessels. Guess he don't use his be- uh, driving license or anything like that. Last name, we'll let him explain it here in a second. And the last one to me, which is probably one of the another big big one, he believes that the Balfour doc, Declaration or doc, Doctrine or all these names that go by was a good thing. And acknowledges the creation of Israel in 1948 as a godly thing. I know many of you think that, but y'all need to keep listening to Five Smooth Stones. We'll get rid of that foolishness. Israel is still in exile as this very day. Anyway, folks. Tonight, 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 we got the bishop in the house. I think he has pressed one. Appreciate that. Phone line full. Oh, my goodness, just like it was last show. This is going to be a blockbuster show, I can just tell you. I don't know if it's all his people or who, but these people have really come out to hear. Let me set the stage right now briefly as fast as I can. I'm not playing with anyone tonight. I'm going to be as serious as I can. What are you talking about, brother Seth? When I say to you, I love this man, he may not believe it, but I love his, this man. I love what his family have done. i done some research. I love his brother. Melvin Smith is one of the people uh, who imparted something into my life that probably very few people can replace many years ago. I, I love the fact that his daughter I just I'm not just using this This sensitive part of his life This is for political reasons I'm serious I respect the heck Out of police officers When you lose your life It goes to another level So this is not somebody To throw darts at This man is serious And what he is preaching Is showing up the truth That's why I had him on Y'all know how we roll On 5 stars. We have on some of the Brightest people on this planet On this show This man ain't no, he's not like the rest. He really has something to say. And you better be walking of your new man. You better be walking by whom we've been created in Christ. Your spirit better be crying out of father. You better be aware of it too. It is true. We are brand new. We probably should change our names. I don't even know if we should have a name. But he is totally Bible The scripture says it like this Touch not my anointed And do my prophets no harm I submit this show to you tonight with a warning Don't put your your mouth on this man of, 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 of Yah
2: But I submit
1: a warning to him And his followers as well I acknowledge Yah of Israel The God of the Bible his name ain't God. His name is Yah. He sent the son. His name wasn't Jesus, wasn't no Jay. Yeshua. Mary's baby. Water walker. Miracle worker. I'm not against y'all tonight. They don't come like us versus them. I'm not your enemy. And I am the Lord's anointed. So be like David. Don't touch Saul. Don't touch the Lord's on it. That's you, that's him, that's myself. I, 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 I submit a show to y'all tonight full of love and grace and mercy, and I'm going to try my best to get this bitch to speak the most tonight. He made a comment not too long ago. I told him I've been watching him. He said, that brother invited me on for three hours. I did speak for 20 minutes. <laughs> He got jokes that was funny. But he probably seemed like that. Then I had some friends of mine to say, Well, Seth, you really did you didn't really cut him off a lot. My wife did not play with me. Do y'all understand that? And Brother John, who is also gonna be a guest of mine on tonight. Brother John, I want you to go ahead and press one on your phone line as well. Sister Eliana may come on a little later on, we don't know, we'll see. But sister Eliana uh uh um, well She's, she may come on a little later, just so everybody know, but Brother John's going to be with us tonight. And Brother John even said, Brother Seth, you did get a brother. uh, You did cut him off. So tonight, we ain't gonna be, we're going to try best not to cut the bishop off. But also, I want to bring, before I bring on the bishop, i got to say this, one more thing, y'all. Bishop Robert E. Smith, Sr., when we ask you a question tonight, sir, in all due respect, could you please answer the question? I know you have an agenda to preach more on this new man, and you can do it tonight, brother. But answer some of the question at least. I know you're using this platform to reach more people, and you should. That's a clever, that's he that his souls is wise. And by the way, I heard the comment you made about the brother is one of the nicest persons, to, you know, but he don't know how to win souls. You said that about me? No big deal. I don't know how to win souls. You're right. Although souls have been won under the ministries that I've operated under, I still don't know how. You do either. It's the Holy Spirit. You don't know what that soul is wrestling with, so you're probably right. First I was a little upset over that. But maybe you're right. But well, you are right. I don't know how to win souls. But I don't think you do either. I don't think none of us do. We have to listen to the Holy Spirit. Each person is different. Some people just can't go straight to the Gospel. They already know who Christ is. can't start with Christ and the Gospel and everybody. Some people already know. They're backslidden. So, I have to get those things out of the way. So, without taking another minute, I'm going to go to area code uh, f- f- first, let's go ahead and bring one I our uh, uh our co host rather. Air code 972805, Brother John Clark, in Texas by way of Kentucky. Are you there?
3: Yes, I am. What's good, brother?
1: Well, what's happening, my brother? I talked, gave a little long introduction, so I'm going to go ahead and bring the gentleman on. Everybody should know John Clark by now. He's part of Five Smooth Stone. Five Smooth Stone is nothing more than friends that call and contribute over the years, that love the Most High. And uh, I going to go here, Brother John, if it's okay with you, you and go straight to the phone lines and bring on the bishop. I think this is him. Erico, 501-442. Four, four, Who am I speaking with?
4: This is Brother Agnes.
1: Brother Agnew, okay, not a problem. All right, Brother Agnew, welcome to the show. Welcome to Five Smooth Stones. Good to hear your voice again, sir. If you don't mind, hold on one second. I want to bring on the one and only Bishop Robert E. Smith, Sr., since that's the main guest we have tonight, and you are here to support him. So let's go back to the phone lines. Eric Code, 501-952. Is this Bishop Robert E. Smith, Sr.?
3: Six five
1: zero oh, one. I didn't want to give all of your number, Bishop. Somebody may want to call you, and I don't know. You put all those 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 uh, quotes out there. Somebody may want. To, I don't know. We don't give you a whole number by the security security person, Although I know you got those angels working for you. How you doing, brother? For real. How are you doing, Bishop?
3: Well, I'm blessed and excited, as usual. Thank you. Well,
1: Well, I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. And, Brother, Mr. Aaron Agnew, again, I um, I appreciate you coming on as well. I want to hear from both of Uh, y'all. Brother Agnew, you didn't have a chance to talk much last show, and so I'm looking forward. I'm going to try my best to hold this mic. I know it's going to be hard, but I'm going to try my best. You heard the... Somebody has just pressed one again. Do you have anybody else that's going to be on with you? Because we already got a phone, a comment, and I have a rule. I have to go straight to them. Anybody else going to be on, or just you, the two of you uh, as guests? Is there supposed to be a third guest?
3: Well, uh, hopefully, I'll be the your guest tonight.
1: Okay, well, this may be an outside question. Let's go ahead and go to, we have that rule, we got to go straight to the phone lines, because sometimes people can't hold. Eric, six zero one six nine seven. 601-697. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Who am I speaking with, or what city? Okay, someone's phone number is 601-697-18. I can't give your whole number out for privacy's sake. So who am I speaking with? Hello, hello, going once, going twice. Okay, if your phone number is 601-697-18, can't mention your whole number, please press 1 because it looked like your hand is up. Okay, y'all, I said a lot starting the show. I said a whole lot. And uh, Bishop, I want to let you go first and defend anything you heard me say early on, and uh, I'm going to try my best to let you speak the most. Just remember this, y'all, as far as speaking time. I have to sometimes set things up, I, sh- you know, the comments is me sharing, and that's what we're going to try to do less of, but I, I do have to set things up, but at the end, I really hope that you, 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 you both of you would say the Bishop shared the most tonight, so I apologize, Bishop, I heard you make the comment, like I, uh, on your broadcast, you only got 20 minutes, and so, uh. Of course, we know there's a little stretch. You got a lot more than 20 minutes, but you, my, I did have my wife and 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 brother John on the on the show tonight. So these brothers, these people love you. They say you did cut the path the bishop off. So I apologize. That's one of my weaknesses as a co-host. And now another thing, we don't want dead air. So if I make a comment, like right now. I see that, that little break there? If I make a comment and, and I get a little break, I, I, I fill it in. That's just one of the things you do as a coach. So I apologize. So, Bishop, I want you to go ahead and go first and comment on anything you heard me say uh, uh, opening up the show, please.
3: Well, I don't have anything to um, defend. Uh, I would just certainly want to um, share some things. Generally speaking, but in terms of all that you've mentioned, there's nothing that I see that I need to defend.
1: Now, did I quote you correct on everything I said?
3: Not exactly. I was making a few notes here, um, but I can understand where not being quoted per perbatim is very easy to do because it's Uh, Hearing what people say is an art I often say to people When you're listening to people Listen to what they say What they don't say And the spirit behind what they did say And then give due consideration to what is said So the scripture can be fulfilled That the Lord give you understanding in all things So being able to hear, listen Perceive and understand and respond appropriately is a gift from God. So no problem being misquoted. Uh you know, I'm not uptight about any of it.
1: Okay. All right. Well listen, and we'll play a little background music, y'all just just if y'all don't mind, just for a little bit, and then we'll turn off a little later on. I like to do the first half of the show. But listen, Bishop Robert E. Smith Senior. If there's something I said and it's not, it's going to turn the people a certain way. I really would hope and, and, and ask that you straighten it out. we have to spend a lot of time on it. But every one of those statements I heard, every one of them. And see, when you say something like, I didn't quote it right, then somebody's going to be thinking whatever they're most offended by. And it's probably he didn't say that. You did say most people
5: uh-huh.
1: shot in the hood, got killed in the hood, deserved it. Did you not say that?
3: Well, let me just put it this way. Um, Most people means 51% and higher. So that's a little over half. Okay, sorry about that. And in in the hood, if you please, when someone is shot, no doubt at least 51% Will be found in the wrong place at the wrong time, doing the wrong thing, and thus open themselves up for some drama that could have been avoided.
1: Well, let me say this, and again, I'm going to these little short objections, clarification, I'm going to jump in, jump out. Bishop. A lot, when we say shot, we're not talking about each other. We was talking about the gentleman asked you a question. What about those that was obeying? Y'all talked a while about those that were disobeying, the knuckleheads. And I, dis, I, we all agree, sometimes they need to be shot if they're trying to take a police license. Or something like that. But he mentioned those that was doing the right thing and was killed. You then made the comment about your daughter, and you then made the comment that most of the people that are killed, we was talking about police, we were talking about other shootings. You said most of them deserted die. What we're finding out in, in the hood is a lot of people that die by the police, yeah, they might have did something questionable. You know, that the police always get off. That's I, I, why well, I'm in Texas now, 21 on all black men shot in Cincinnati. None of them are convicted. Bishop, this is an epidemic in our country. The police are taking our life unjustly most of the time in the hood. It's just a flip to what you said. But I'm going to let you do the talking tonight, but I want the people to hear what you're saying because we're we in the hood, some of us. I'm not in the hood now, but I've lived in most of my life. I grew up in the projects. Yeah, grew up in the projects. I know what I'm talking about. The cops, it's like they look for a reason to kill you. You know, if you're running and anybody around you are going to get shot, uh, it, You know, certain, it's almost like they look for a reason to shoot you versus look for a reason to save you, whereas white gentlemen do all kind of crazy stuff to cops and they always find a way to shoot them in the leg or something. Do you agree with that?
3: Well, I I don't have statistics in front of me and I am what is considered to be in the hood and the majority of my adult life, that's where I have been. Um, So I'm accustomed to drive-by shootings as nearest next door on more than one occasion. I'm acquainted with my windows getting shot out um, and dealing with the general attitude of those who um, are fatherless or without mothers uh, that uh, they need in their lives. So, uh, like I said, I don't have statistics in front of me, but I would just say that Uh, people can't avoid being shot and killed by police. But the disposition its not as such that a lot of it is aborted.
1: Well, I know, and we'll move on, but I know a lot of times when when our boys are killed, the first thing a lot of us say, so-called black people, you know, I'm talking about the flesh right now, Bear with me, because I'm a new creation in the flesh. So you might hear me say things attached to the flesh, because that's where I live. I try to make it practical. But what I'm saying is, most of the time, when those police put us over, by the way, they're not in the spirit. And, John, i like you to jump in any you want. But they're not in the spirit. They don't see us as spirit. They see us as niggas. People that's about to annihilate them. A threat. Like Dr. Francis Kessler yeah, say. A genetic let, threat to Go right. Well, go let ahead. me
3: jump right back in there, if you please. Because what you are uh, assuming to do is to speak on behalf of um, the majority of police officers that are working in the hood. And um, someone could definitely disagree with your assessment. Uh, I, uh, I know police officers. I, I speak to them. And... Um, most of them are not like you suggested, so you know we. we now you talking want to spend about the people, or
1: the police officers that's got the the, the code of silence? I don't. I'm not really going to base it on what the police are saying. I'm going to base it on what citizens that's looking at the police that are, are saying. And by the way, I do defer with you. There's a lot of there's one gentleman in particular, and again, I'm going to try my best to talk as fast as I can and jump out. But he said. I don't care. I'm going to risk my life and risk my career. He called a press conference and said the police department of Cincinnati is out of control. They have quotas where they are telling us to go into the black neighborhoods and write up these tickets. And he said, we already knew it anyway. And he just came out and said, of course, he lost his job. Janet Reno sent police to police to police in Cincinnati and came back with the findings that no, they answered to no one. I can go on and on and on and on.
3: Well, that's not my department. I'm just operating where I live, the police officers that I know, to the police to the, the the police department that I'm aware of, uh with the chief, with the with the officers themselves, the city, the county, the sheriff, the state police, uh and the FBI that've been to my office. So that's where I'm operating out of. Uh,
1: and and, and just food for thought. This is just food for thought. Yes, I did interrupt you, but just food for thought really briefly here. If you look at the white community, we know they're not morally sound than we are. These people are doing all kinds of stuff to the police, and they do not have the kind of homicide rate, I mean, police on us as the whites. Neither does the Asians. So I guess something wrong with us, but we're acting a little worse. Brother John, hop in here any you want. Otherwise, me and this man, the bishop, would will just, just keep going. Uh, any comments, quickly, quickly?
3: Um, I got plenty of, of comments, considering I was able to listen to the rest of the show today, if I can take a moment to do that, or unless um, the bishop would like to uh, go into an area and kind of explain some things.
1: Okay, well, we're just on police brutality. So let's go ahead and switch gears. I think everybody heard you, Bishop. Everybody hurts you, but I just don't understand why when it comes to a black man carrying a BB gun, all these crazy issues. I have to shoot him. I was in fear for my life. And why come black policemen never, ever, 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 ever is killing white people? We know they're the same DNA. You talked about the DNA so brilliantly on your show. You talk about it all the time, how there's nothing good in the flesh. Well, they have flesh. Why come they're not getting killed like we are? This is why a lot of people can't stomach a lot of ministers just so you know. But let's switch gears. Let's switch gears again. We're talking to the one and only Bishop Robert E. Smith, and uh, Brother Aaron Agnew is also on the line. I would love to hear from him on that same issue before we switch. And, uh, folks, this gentleman has a long resume. He is not no fly-by-night preacher. This man has a, a, a serious ministry. He has fruit and uh People are getting delivered. I just know it by the Spirit. He says so. I can't trust what he says. I don't trust him like that. I don't trust anyone I don't know yet. But I, I believe him by the Spirit. I think he is telling the truth. And he anybody with six a.m. six a.m. prayer with over thirty-seven years of six a.m. prayer. How many of y'all churches can say that? So this good brother gets the A in my book. I listen to him. I'll probably start listening to more. Uh, my favorite minister uh, is, if I could say favorite, I don't like that. You know, we shouldn't be calling. But, I mean, ministers that have blessed me the most is the Andrew Walmack ministry. It? it was a personal thing I had with him. And this brother reminds me of that gentleman, that his, his gift, I should say, of his talking about the new man. You very hear ministers, very seldom do you hear ministers on TV and Daystar Anywhere talking about treating each other by who we are in Christ. This brother is right. Bishop R.E. Smith Sr. is right. A lot of the pain in our society would go away. That's not what we're here to talk about, though. That, I don't I don't know that y'all... Maybe some of y'all don't know that. Maybe he needs to hit that a little bit, and I'm sure he will. I know that's one of the reasons he came, if not the reason. But he is absolutely right. Let me just say this real quick. We'll go back to the bishop. But he is biblical. If Christ was here, the Messiah... Name one Jesus, Yeshua, some people say Yahweh, whatever you want, Mary's baby, call him Emmanuel, but preach what this brother's preaching. I know y'all tripped out when I said that, but he would. When the Messiah was offered, everything, sin was taken away. Past, present, and future. John the say, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes the sin of the world. I mean, many, 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 many scriptures. Paul, Paul, Pauline epistles constantly talk about new man, new man, new man. No, no man after the flesh. What y'all gonna do with that scripture? No, no man after the flesh. Everybody call me brother Seth. Well, he's saying no, no man after the flesh. What you gonna call me though? If I start trying to recognize brothers based on who they are in the spirit it it'll be complicated at times. How could you even call somebody? How could you how could you work uh, how could you how could you run a business? You, so we're in the spirit at the same time we have a flesh. I have trouble. This show tonight is because I have trouble. There's two two things on the table. Our assignment tonight at least Brother Seth Simon Brother John and Simon tonight, is to get the bishop to make it crystal clear how to be practical walking in this new man, which we vehemently agree with. How do you walk? How do you be productive? Because last show, I didn't think he did a good job showing how to be productive. It sounded really spooky. It's true. It's biblical. But I didn't see how it was practical. And I would love any of you that attend his church. His assembly, may I say, it's impossible to attend the church. You are the church. But his assembly, Word of Outreach Center, want you to press one. Brother Agnewis it's probably, I don't know, a cupbearer or something like that. I don't know. I want to hear from a layman that goes to this church and say, yeah, I've been going there 15 years, and I had this issue, and I applied this. That's what people want to hear because I'm just going to be honest. This man of God did make it practical to practical to me. Then i even listen to his broadcast on his on the Bishop Robert E. Smith, and there was a gentleman talking, and he made the comment, make it more practical, <laughs> make it more practical, probably talking about our show. He said, Jesus, I quote him exactly, he said, what's more practical, his exact words was, what's more practical than Jesus? That's what I'm talking about. That's not practical. Jesus is practical. Well, of course we know the Messiah came to make things practical. But break it down where people can understand. So maybe that gentleman will one. What in the heck do he you mean by Jesus? Is more pra- yeah, we know that the Messiah came to make a better way. But he said the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you. And guess what? We're going to, I know I'm talking. There I go. But we're about to switch it over to the bishop. And again, I'm going to let him go now uninterrupted for about five or six minutes. Bishop. Here's the first question to you, or maybe the, I don't know, may not be the first question, but I want you, the Spirit, we're in the Spirit. The Bible says we sit in heavenly places right now. we with you. You're not talking to babies. Maybe the people around you don't know this. Well, I'm in the Bible Belt, and there's still some ignorant people in the Bible Belt. But I guarantee you, I know a lot of people that can teach this same thing you teach, probably not as good as, probably a little better than, but we know who we are in Christ. You see that brother would. I've never met a finer brother, but I wonder how many believe it. Well, in my world, a lot of people believe it. They just don't know how to implement it in this world. That's why we have you on. So don't put me down, please. Don't don't talk about me. I love you. I love you at church. I love what you're doing. We give you the red carpet. Last time, gonna give it to you this time. Please answer my question. I make. I take that back. I'm gonna give you 10 minutes uninterrupted. I'm about to just listen. Put you on speak and just listen. Go grab some popcorn and listen. How in the spirit do we translate down into the natural? Name some things that we are going through as black people. Some things like the education arena where our kids are not graduating. Racism every day. This country is soaking the racism. Uh, just, just. I mean, everyday problems. How do okay. we take the spiritual awareness and bring it to the natural? Go, please.
3: Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's see how Jesus, the Messiah, uh, did it, making practical everyday living as the the Son of God, the expressed image of the invisible God. He took on flesh and blood, and uh, he made life practical. He also made it clear to us that we should let our light so shine before men that they will see our good works, that is, whatever we're doing ought to be good enough, that they would glorify our Father, which is in heaven. So Jesus allowed people to see how he interacted, responded, and did things verbally, physically, relationally religiously, if you please, they were watching his every move. And the way you make things practical to people as a believer, as a new creation that require revelation to appreciate is to let people see how you live. Invite them to your home. Let them check out how you eat, where you sleep, where you work, the things that people do on a daily basis. Let people come into your space. Facebook, face them off, Uh, tweet, do whatever you do to communicate with people to let them know how you live your life. I tell people, look, if if I'm pastoring you, you can come into my home, you can look in my refrigerator, you can look under my bed if you want to. I want the, the life I live to be a practical example to let you know you can live that same way. Even in the hood, I tell neighbors, I live where you live, but I don't live like you live. But I'm living. I use the toilet just like you do, but probably just a slight difference. I wash floors, clothes. I shop. I do all these particular things. So who is doing the thing make all the difference in this world? We may look like we're doing the same thing but we're not the same person doing it. If a person is a new creation, has a revelation of what it means to be a new creation, has the vocabulary to articulate, um, and then I'm going to fast forward right here. What we have is a problem giving a person an answer to the question that they have when they ask us concerning the hope that we have within us. I see you're always positive, Brother Smith. I see that God is always blessing you. Um, I see that the, the police respond to you differently. What happened when that police pulled you over and what you said to him caused him to ask in the middle of the street to pray for him? And the police has his hands up in the street like he's under arrest. While I'm laying hands on him and praying for him. How did that happen? What did you do? What did you say? And you can respond. The scripture says that we should sanctify the Lord God in our hearts and be ready at all times to give an answer to every man that would ask us of the hope that we have within us with meekness. So making life practical is letting people inside of your world, your daily operations. You Don't, don't be this clergy this person responding to laity. God hates the doctrine and deeds of the Nicolaitans. He wants us to be body conscience. And let me fast forward a little bit more. The issue is, how do we get people who are not in Christ to see enough of Christ in us to want who they are hearing and who they are seeing? The Apostle Paul's wrote in Galatians there, chapter 1, when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathens, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. The end of that chapter 1 in Galatians says, and they glorified God in me. Well, to be practical, it's Do what you do, the way you do it, in such a way people ask you questions, you give them adequate answers, and they glorify God in you, and they glorify your Father which is in heaven. It's practical. It's nothing spurious, nothing that requires being spiritual to to appreciate. Now, let me fast forward a little bit more. One of our issues is that when when we're – attempting to win people over to Christ. We don't know how to win people to Christ because we don't know how to be like they are. We give definition to people outside of Christ, and it's not the definition at all. It takes the same God that brought us into Christ to to help us and empower us to become all things to all men that some may be saved. This is what Paul says when he's writing to the church at Corinth. And then he goes on to say, "What well, this I do for the gospel's sake. What do I do for the gospel's sake? Well, uh, to the Jew, I become like a Jew. Uh, to those that are under the law, like one under the law. He says those that are without law to God as one that's not under the law of God, but I do have a law, which is the law of Christ, that I'm inwardly always attentive to. The weak, I become as a weak person. And all these things I do that I might save the more, I do for the gospel's sake. Now, this is how you win people to Christ. You're trying to win a, quote, black man to Christ. You've got to act black, which is out of character of who you really are. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature whether it's neither Jew, Gentile, bond free, male, female, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, but you're all one in him, and he is who he is in us. So how am I going to become as being black or African American? Well, that's not very difficult because I have a lot of experience in that. But how do I become as an Anglo or a Chinese or Japanese? How do I become that? I must be empowered by God to be that. And in so being that, I got to remember that if God does not give me the ability, the wherewithal, the insightfulness to be what others are outside of Christ, then I'm threatened with death. Let me read it to you in 2 Corinthians 4, 10 and following.
6: Always bearing
3: about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Here we go. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. Here's the problem. If Christ, if Yahweh If Jehovah, if whoever you call, whatever name you give to the Creator, if He does not deliver us over to death for Jesus' sake, then we're committing suicide. And this is why so many people are so frustrated and so fruitless because God has not delivered us over to death for Jesus' sake, and we cannot become all things to all men for the gospel's sake. And so we end up doing it in ways that we don't get a whole lot of results. And that's frustrating. So stay in your lane. Let God give you what it takes to win those that he give you an open door to. And you'll know those open doors because that's the way you pray every day. Lord, give me an open door of utterance. Give me an open door of faith. Yea, even give me an effectual and great open door And I know there are many adversaries in that particular door, but if you open that door and give me grace to operate in that door, I'll be fruitful in that door. So that was fast-forwarding things, balancing who we are in Christ, making it practical by bringing people into your world, giving answers to people who ask you questions. And they can get the majority of their questions answered by them being in your world, seeing how you do what you do. On a daily basis, thank you. was that ten minutes?
1: And that's pretty good. You kept within uh, that's pretty good. Well, I was listening, and I couldn't help but to uh think the way you would talk to let's just use a police issue. You said sometime when police stop you, they wind up with their hands up, but not, you know, you, they're praising the Father or what, after you pray for them or whatever. Now, listen, young people in our world, our children, remember the scripture say raise a child and where they should go. When they get old, they won't depart. They will return. When they get old, they will return. And, Brother Agnew, I, I want to hear from you as well tonight, Brother Um Bishop, you're You're an older guy. I'm an older guy. We know to keep our hands on the steering wheel. We know to say yes, sir, no, sir. We know to say officer. We know to keep our tone down. We know. But I'm talking about a young person who maybe came up in your home or in our home, and they hadn't returned yet. We raised them up in the way they should go. The truth of the matter is these cops, some of them deserve to be told off. They represent authority. Yeah, they do, but sometimes when they pull you over, it's for bogus reasons. And you should be able to say this. Why you pull me over, man? Y'all always effing with us. You ought to be able to say that. Not me and you, but our young person. That's what young people do. You get y'all always effing with us. Bunch of crackers. They should be able to say that and not die. Now I do not recommend anyone talk to anybody like that, much less a police officer. I'm trying to bring it real. You are a very seasoned man. You're not like most men. You're a man of, of the of the cloth. You are you, you you high in wisdom. Let's not use us. Let's use those teens yeah, that stay three houses down from you. My point what is, what
0: what, 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 what,
1: what, 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 I know you say you want to respond to it, but let me just put a little bit more on that. I want you to respond to all of it. When they resist arrest, you say you're asking to die. <sighs> if a police officer grabs you a certain way, this is something they're doing now all across the country. They know we are men. I'm talking about women right now. I don't think they understand what I'm about to say. A man can grab another man in such a way and say certain things, and he is going to resist you. I wouldn't do it because I'm going to make – I know I would do it. I take that back. I would do it. I would fight back. I'm like so I'm like, my people, the Israelites. I don't know what you're talking about with this ham thing, but we'll talk about that later.
2: I believe
1: it flows in my blood. There's your little clock thing going on there. You did good. With you. Stay within the 10 minutes. <laughs> but anyway, Bishop. When police officers handle a man a certain way, it is natural, God-given instinct to fight back. Just because he fight back, don't mean he needs to die. If you resist arrest, you deserve you're asking to die. No, not true. Depends on what the cop is saying, what they're doing. So, question to you: When you talk to crazy to them, the white boys do. The white boys do. They resist arrest. They don't die. Those cops do their job. When they don't do it to us, respond, please.
3: Well, let me go back to the the famous saying of many parents that I did the best that I could. I trained them like they should have been trained, but they went astray, but they'll come back. Well, the scripture doesn't teach that. The scripture teaches that you train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. It did not say they will go away and come back, it said they will not depart. So giving the, the props to parents that perhaps didn't know how to train their children, they did the best they knew how, but they didn't do it the way God said, do it. Had they in training children in their down sitting, their uprising, and when they walked along the way, if they were taught Christ from the womb, they would not be going astray. So, That part we have to get straight If they go astray We didn't do it the Bible way And if we're humble We'll admit that And say Lord help me to redeem the time Redeem my children Because there is a biblical way to do so I just wanted to respond to that part If I may
1: Well that's that's not quite what I asked Again, you said what happens to you, and, they, and I thank you for correcting me on that scripture. I'm talking fast, and I, you know, but that I deserve to be corrected on that. Thank you. The question was, Bishop. You just responded to an old man's version, and even if you're not saved. That's how we do, even to those that's not born again, it's not that don't know who we are in Christ and all the wonderful things you and I teach. Old people, as a rule don't have these experiences our young people have. They're not the ones in the fire in some areas. They're killing our young people that are acting normal. Brother Agnew, do you understand what I'm what I'm getting at? Like what do you do? We're we're we new in Christ. Yes our here Uh yes we are to walk with but let's say you're born again and you're a young person. You know, just because the you young person, uh, I, I, my question is specific. I want to make sure I'm clear. The bishop said, I don't have those experiences. You know, he walks in the spirit and things happen. And I do think it is the spirit. I'm not going to trivialize what he said. I do think sometimes you, you're dealing with demons mm-hmm. in these cop, off, cops, you have to take authority. That's what I do when I see those lights. I bind the enemy, first of all, so they can get up to the car. So I understand what he's saying. But let's talk about young people who don't know nothing about bonding spirits. They deserve to live and still cuss the cop out if they want to cuss him out. I'm not saying they should. I know ain't nobody going to say that. I'm saying he should. I'm saying that's just young people. We don't deserve to die because we're just acting out. Maybe they're drunk. Maybe they're high. Now, if they go for the officer's gun or anything crazy, of course, they, the officer's got to go home, too. Those are our babies as well. Brother Agnew. What do you do? What do you say to young people? They're in Christ. They are, they have the same new man as we have. They're dying like flies all across our country. The numbers is higher than what we hear on the news. There's three organizations, if y'all want to, I'll give you the names later, that keep account of all black men killed. It is horrific. It's nothing like you think. Everybody have a cell phone. The rapes. Just real quick, and I want you to answer this, Brother Agnew. I was in Cincinnati. I picked up a young lady, an older lady, rather. She's older than I was. And I was saying, what do you think about the, the police? I don't know how we got off on it. Real quick, real quick. I said, what do you think about the police in Cincinnati? She said, oh, baby, they're off the chart. I said, you know what I heard? I heard that over here on Ryan Street, that's why I'm not in Cincinnati right now, one of the reasons. She said, I heard. I said, you heard about that guy that happened in Diablo. You know, i they? Mean, you know, I don't get too graphic, but some with the me i am sure you all heard about this in New York. They abused them. She said, I said they. I heard that happen over here on Vine, and she said, "Yeah, that's true." I said, "You believe that?" She said, "Who are you? Where are you from?" I said, "I'm, I'm from here." She said, "You don't believe that?" I say. Ma'am, that's pretty rough. She said, they do that all the time. I have girlfriends that constantly tell me about the young ladies they hear, cops pick them up. They ain't done nothing wrong. And they know nobody's going to hold them accountable. 21 all black men shot, and they have, they get, oh, I'm not going to go too deep, but they get these sexual p- and they say, well, we're going to take you in. These girls are traumatized. Say, oh, don't take, don't take me in. Well, look, well, what can I do, young lady? You got, th- this is what I found in your record, blah, 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 blah. They have where they live and all that based on their driving license. Folks, I'm talking about the real world. I'm not talking about no make-beliefs. I'm not talking about all folks that love Jesus being pulled over, and half them scared to death, and the other half is really trusting the Father. That's not who the cops want to mess with. they those black boys that are, that are dating their white girls. Their white girls, Brother Agnes, talk to them. They love Jesus. Let's say if they, they they love Jesus, who y'all call Jesus, uh, you know, Yeshua, whatever, they love him too. They're in Christ too. They just not as mature as we are. What do you have to say to them? They are listening. Believe me. What should they how do? How
4: many how many minutes? How many minutes do I have to speak?
1: You speak as long as you want to
4: Okay, let me qualify my communications First of all Because I've been beaten by the police three times Literally The first time I was beaten by the police In the east end of Little Rock, Arkansas I was 11 years old And when I was beaten by the police uh, If you know anything about Little Rock The police didn't come into my neighborhood much at all And uh, when they did come down there, it was for harassment purposes because they didn't like the neighborhood at all. My neighborhood was known for shooting the police helicopter down. And so one day we're standing on the corner. I was about 11. I had some friends, 10, 12, 13, and we're standing on the corner and uh, the police came down and they threw us on the car and was talking to us, checking our pockets because of course, back then, young men were carrying pistols. I'm a very young man myself anyway, and uh, I'm young now. But the police took their nightsticks out, and they gave us a few hits and told us to stay off the streets because they smelled marijuana, and they knew we were just out hanging out trying to be like the big guys. The second time I was beaten by the police, I was actually already in college. It was summertime, and I'm just qualifying before I say anything. I had came home from college. It was summertime. All the guys was on the corner shooting dice. I went out to speak to all of them. It was about 50 guys on the corner. And uh, as I was out there talking, somebody said, it's 5 on the corner. They had their lights out. They were sitting out there probably taking pictures. Everybody jumped up, took off running. The police drove up toward us. I'm the only one that went in the opposite direction because I lived in an alley. Police came right to my house, got out of the car, in my yard, pulled their pistols out, pointed their guns at me, and uh, told me, don't move or they're going to blow my so-and-so head off. They made me walk backwards down my steps. And the police officer who was black in the flesh put his pistol up to the back of my head and told me to walk backwards while the white police officer got in the car and bagged the car out of their driveway because they weren't supposed to be in my driveway in the first place and because I wasn't doing anything wrong. They took me to the car. They put me on the back of the car, checking my pockets. I had a razor blade in my wallet because I worked for UPS while I was at school. And once again, I tried to stand up to explain myself, and I felt night sticks in the back of my neck, on my back, and uh, I was the college boy in the hood. The third time I got beat by the police officer, I was at UALR. I turned in my uh, paper for a deferment on my loan so that I can continue going to college. And uh, the bookstore that I faxed off the paper at, uh, the young lady that worked at the bookstore went to high school with me. She only charged me $1 for the fax. And didn't charge me for the cover sheet. The manager was looking at it the whole time on the cameras. Chased me outdoors and said I was stealing. So I took off walking. I said, "You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you need brother to go." Agnew, go hold back on and talk one second.
1: The, hold on one second. I want you to finish. Erico five zero one nine five two will come to you after the gentleman come to a pause. Go ahead, brother.
4: So I walk off, and the next thing I know, I felt uh, police in my back. I didn't know it was the police, but somebody grabbed me from the back. So I turned around. I stand six foot one. I had a lot of hair, baggy clothes. I grabbed the police officers. It was two of them. I grabbed the first one with my right hand and the other one tried to grab and I grabbed his arm. And I had both of these police officers with my own hands and backed them off for me. I didn't know they were police officers. And so the next thing I knew There was a Jeep that pulled up and he slammed on his brakes, pulled up on me with his pistol out. And the other police officer behind me, put his knee in my back, put me on the ground, cuffed me and dragged me across the ground. So I've had experiences with the police before and what it produced in me, because I grew up with some believers that identified themselves as black Christians And I got to hear all the time from people who said they were black Christians that the white man want to keep the black man down. So what was produced in my heart was a bunch of hatred for white people anyway. I grew up with hatred in my heart for white people and police officers because of the experiences that I had. Um, I have an older brother who served – a thirty-year prison sentence for one of the now, biggest now, murders hold on. in Arkansas. Brother Agnew,
1: brother Agnew, hold on one yeah. second. I, I didn't want to interrupt you because I said talk as long you want, but I don't. I want us to, tonight. I'm gonna okay. be. Okay. I, I, uh, I want to ask you a question. Way, hold on a young second, young hold on second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You talked about what we all know. How dirty they can be. And this no, brother believe that white supremacy. Hold on. Hold on. This brother believe white supremacy is not just related to white people. That black police officer probably had as much self-hate because, you know, I mean, uh, anyway, it, 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 I mean, what else is he taught? When did he learn to, be, where did he learn to really be so-called black? What, I mean, what is that? Just a name they put on us. We white people, as far as in the flesh, our mindset. We're all white supremacists, that's the way I believe, until the Father deliver you. But I want you, before the bishop comes back on, because he's going to get the light most of the night. The young person is listening. They're in Christ. They're all it's passed away. Scriptures say they don't even know them out of the flesh. They're listening. They know the Messiah. I mean, really know the Messiah. But they're young. These things is happening to their friends and stuff, what can they do to avoid, let's just talk about one thing at a time, police brutality. Make that in less than three minutes, please, sir.
4: What can a young person who has the spirit of rebellion upon them do to avoid police?
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) That's how we always want to turn it. No, they got big rims, they got gold chain on, they might have gold teeth, and they just got born again at y'all's church. Now answer my question,
4: please. Okay. So you're speaking of a person who just was born again, so they don't have any maturity, so they're still walking as a mere man who's under the influence of carnality. Absolutely. They're not spiritual at all. They're just natural.
1: They're born again, though.
4: Absolutely. Born again. Well, if the person is born again, truly born again, then I would expect one of two things to happen either the Holy Spirit is going to speak to them and they'll be able to respond based on uh, a gift they've received or their natural lifestyle is going to give them exactly what the natural lifestyle provides.
1: Hello. Natural lifestyle going to give them. Explain that.
4: Well... Um, I drove big cars with big rims and had saggy clothes and big hair. And uh, that's what my lifestyle was. And my lifestyle provided exactly how I was walking around. I didn't expect but you, anything but, different. But this person is not breaking any laws. There's nothing
1: wrong with big hair, well, big if, rims.
4: If, if, if you're not breaking any laws, then you don't have any problems. If a police oh, man oh, 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 wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, 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 The the Father knows I'm really trying to work with you, with with the both of you. Now, that's the most impractical thing I ever heard. Now, you got people, I know in these churches, young people that's living what I just said, because they come to me all the time. They do love the Father. They do believe that the Messiah came. They did have a new born again experience, but they have a flesh. And they may say some things when they get upset, especially if cops is calling you over, calling you the N-word, don't let me get started on what happened to good people. These things happen, and yes, they're carnal. But I would tell them, let me just answer my own question, and then you can maybe <laughs> say, oh, that's what you mean. So let me just say it like this. If a young person came to me and said, Hey, old school, you know, I heard you, you're a preacher. You know, I gave my life to the Lord, and, and, and you know, I read my Bible. You know, but these cops, man, you know, I don't know what, they, you know, they're wrestling with unforgiveness, or maybe they hearing things same the thing, same way you was. These cops are not no angels. I don't know where y'all live. I know y'all saying you're in the hood, but if you if you, you can't listen to to those black scared cops tell you what's going on. These cops is on a mission. The Klan has infiltrated the police department. That's what Congress people are saying. They're telling us to be aware. Louis Farrakhan, no, y'all probably can't stand him. He's a Muslim, but he is saying that the police departments across the America have upgraded their arsenal. They are ready for a war. The war has started, and it's against young black males. If you're saying, <laughs> if they born again, they're going to hurt the Spirit. Well, that's people been saved 30, 40 years. The bishop just said today, in his message today, I heard the whole thing twice. He said, how can we hear the voice of the Lord? If he talking to his church, this bishop... That's preaching, this revelation, is talking, how can we hear the voice of the Lord? Not for him, but he was talking to his members. If his members can't hear the voice of the Lord, how are you going to put that on these young people to know the voice of the Lord? These will happen to them. Brother Agnew.
4: Okay, please. can I respond to you? So, the scripture says that the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God, neither can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. The Apostle Paul also said, "I have already spoken to you, baby language, and you weren't able to hear me then, and you're definitely not able to hear me now."
1: We know
0: that because you're what walking you
4: with and the scriptures. Me how
1: should they deal with these cops though?
4: No, but but this is the key. If somebody comes, if a young man comes to me and talks to me about cops, I already know what the Lord said about cops. So when it comes to the scriptures, that's my answer. The scripture says in Romans chapter 13, if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have anything to be afraid of.
1: People are again. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Brother, (laughs) people are born again. They belong to the father. How about babies that ain't even of the age of accountability getting killed by policemen? I guess they need to hear the no voice problem. of the speaker
2: Hold on a second.
1: Hold on a second. Innocent. Hold on a second. I got a phone call. I'm sorry. It's five zero one nine five two. 501 Probably you're a member of this church and you can help us all out. Hold on, Brother Agnew. And then we got to go to the bishop. I promise it. Lord, help me to not talk tonight. It's right here. Five. You, you had a
3: phone
1: call. <laughs> 502. Excuse me. 501-952. Please let us know your city and who are, who, who am I speaking with? Okay, error code five oh one nine five two five three. I'm not gonna mention your whole numbers, everybody gonna be calling you. Go ahead with your question or comment.
6: Yes, my name is Carolyn Ann Smith. How are you doing tonight?
1: Miss Carolyn Ann Smith, and let me guess, you're probably the wife of the bishop.
6: You got it, that's right (laughs) And
1: I've been reading up on you as well And you're a woman of God And I respect what you you and your husband Is doing in the Little Rock era Please know I mean that with all my heart Good to hear your voice I feel honored, go right ahead
6: Yeah, well I was just um, Interested in Talking about the children How do they Respond to the officers that are disrespectful or doing things that are not right. And I was myself one of those young mothers that my husband talked about, the MF, Motherless Fraternities. But I was so fortunate as a young uh, girl that got pregnant to have mothers that engaged in my life to help me recover. So children having children is a problem, right? That's a major issue right there. Because if children are having children, then there are no mothers to train. The Bible says a child left to itself bring its mother to shame. So there are a lot of young mothers who are being brought to shame because their children are not being trained because the mothers themselves are babies. So the the problem is the mothers in society are trying to live a life of a standard that keeps them from training their children. And if you train the child as you brought out in the way that the child should go, then when it's old, it should not depart. But the fact of the matter is the children are not being trained. And that's why we have a Christian academy to train champions for Christ. These children need to learn how to honor and respect in their home, their parents. And of course, a lot of them don't have fathers in the home. So you have to have men with, with a pure religion that's able to help these young people know how to honor respect. Now,
7: Keala, Ecclesiastes 10, let me, let me Sister say
6: Keala. this. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 10 gives us an answer. When the spirit of a ruler rise up against you, there is something that you're supposed to do. And if a okay. if a child has not been trained and taught that, it won't know how to respond to rulers who are wrong. That's good. And God sent his word to heal and deliver his people from their destruction. So to be killed early is a destructive process that God sent a word to heal and deliver us from those things. But if we don't know the word, we have no ability to apply God's word to help us be healed and delivered from destruction.
1: Okay, now hold on, Sister Sister Carolyn. You, the bishop, and Brother Agnew all did the same thing. Everything you just said, if somebody is on this line and they don't know, now that's a baby right there for sure. And we're here for them too. We know what you just said. We agree. The question tonight is there's a lot of injustices happening to us. People tune in to see what they're going to say about all this stuff going on. Kaepernick said, I'm going to take a knee. Now, the bishop, your husband, is a brilliant man. I'm not just saying this, folks. I'm serious tonight. He really is. And he's onto something that's very solid because he's on to Salvation 101. The problem I have with your husband and the comments he made, which is just totally disrespectful. I'm calling all the young people not my just to let everybody feel how they feel, by the way. <laughs> but I'm very serious. I, I, I disagree with what he said. These comments he's making. They're 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 just unappropriate and disrespectful to, to to so-called us people. Whether we need black or in, in Christ or whatever, he don't call people. He don't make the comments he made. But let's not even talk about that right now. Now I have another issue with him, and that is making it practical. You just heard his his associates say. Yeah. Well, these young people, you heard, I'm not going to repeat, because I'm sure I won't say it right. But my point is, these young people need an answer. Our teachers need an answer. We are at the bottom of society. You you ran for office. So there's something in you, and you you did an interview, I told you. I know you, to a little bit, as far as social media is concerned. And you gave <laughs> one of the most excellent, <laughs> you like that? I love it. Yeah, you gave one of the most best interviews I ever heard. It was kingdom.
6: You said... Of course. That's what I'm all about. And, and you're I am all about, about, being,
1: about so, so listen, being a listen.
6: force. A force
1: to so let's, let's with. Let's do this. You're, you are a politician now. I don't know what happened. No, you know, i think they cannot have, I'm sure the power they're beating. I not have one One they have. There's a powerful sister up in there. So let's just say if you did get into that office, all of a sudden, they're beating. You see cops out of control. Janet Reno sent some people to police, police. What would you do? Let's just say this. What would you do, sister, about the youth that are not graduating? You know about the, the in the hood, they don't have the funding and then when the, the taxes of the, the the property tax it goes up, you know you know that whole game if you just going to be a politician. Give us some solutions. As a potential politician, I don't know if you still have aspirations or not, but the father knows you would have turned it upside down. I believe that because of who your father is and who your family is. I know that. I'm not just
6: saying that. Well, I mean it. What I'm doing right now, I'm I'm working on at one block from my house a throne of grace prayer garden for this community. I walk the streets with the prostitutes. We we minister to the people in this community. So the thing is to express Christ to people, get people to know the Lord Jesus Christ. When people get to know Christ Jesus, he changes their lives from inside out.
1: True.
6: So that's the problem. You're talking about things on a natural plane when God has put us into the kingdom to draw people into the kingdom of God, not talk about how to keep people out in the world and get things done right. What is right is Christ. You just said something key, and that's what I'm
1: getting at. You said one. The, pastor, the, the bishop said another one. He said, invite them into your house. That's what I'm talking about. This is something you do in the natural realm. It came from the spiritual realm, but it, this is what people are listening to y'all to hear. He said, I invite people to my house. I show them how I eat. That will fly. You just said, I walk. With, I never heard, well, I probably have for think long enough, but you said, I walk with cross. That's that's, as they say in the streets, that's gangster. In other words, that is what I'm trying to pull out of y'all. We just want stuff that you can do with your body, with your limbs, and the flesh that you've gotten from the Spirit that'll break the back of white supremacy and any other mm-hmm. devil that come at you. This brother, I'm not well, being that Well, that's what complicated. the Bible
6: says, that Jesus went about when he walked this earth. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. If God is with us, then we get out of the, we go to the, to the church building, that we call it the filling station. you go get filled there, but then you go out into the the streets, and you take what you got from the Philly station to impact the lives of people out there. So right. that's what and it's all about.
1: And, and even, even though you're saying that, again, there are people listening, and they don't know what we know. We, I've been saved since 79, actually 78, okay? I can get very philosophical on people, but there are young people. I've tried my best to explain to them, and I have failed. To, I've learned, Seth, you're irrelevant. I have to go back, and this is why I'm doing this show. They need to hear things like, when, you know, because they don't want to go to church. So some of the people ain't going like, to reach over at Word of Outreach Center. They ain't going to come there. So what do you do? But we'll take you the say walk with the prostitutes, and you say walk with them, if you walk with them, I guarantee they're going to come. If you show them I'm on your level in one sense, but in another sense I'm not, and they feel that common ground, then you reach them. So, listen, I don't want to pick up the bishop's time because he said he only talked 20 minutes last time, and I want, to, I want to, I want him to say it this time. But, listen, you, my sister, are fireball.
6: They say that's what I do. Make it happen. Get it done. Hey, you're
1: doing you're doing your thing. I hope you understand my spirit. I just don't want a bunch of religious. I mean, yes, we're in the spirit. Da 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 da. A lot of saints can explain that. But if you say, well, how do you take that spiritual identity? What kind of Let me just you say one thing
6: before. Let me say one thing before I get off this phone. We at our in our ministry believe in a three-legged stool. And I don't know if my husband or Pastor Agnew has mentioned that, but when you talk about the children today, I was told years and years ago that communism planned to take over America, and they're going to do it without one shot, and that's to get to the mind of the children. Now, in the black community, people used to pray, but once they got liberated, they stopped having a relationship with the God who brought them out of bondage, and now they're in more bondage than they ever were before. So that three-legged stool is to get the home, the church, and the school all teaching and saying the same thing for a child that sits on that stool in order for that child to do well in life. And that's the problem today. The world is not being impacted because children are being left to themselves by their mothers, and their mothers are being brought to shame. Fathers are no longer in the home, and you can't find pure religious men that will not be defiled by ministering to these widows and these children who are fatherless. So here the children are just in bad shape. So I pray that with all that you're talking about, my husband's talking about, Pastor Agnew's talking about, that we can have some men of God with pure religion and undefiled to help these fatherless children and motherless who are not in, even in a position to help their children get some ministry. Teach them the love of God. Show them Christ Jesus. Do what Jesus did. He walked the earth. When he was on this earth, he went about doing good. People were oppressed of the devil then just like they are now. But Jesus was able to set people free and bring deliverance to them, and that's what we ought to be doing too. We should be a force focusing on reviving Christ's expression everywhere, every day, among every people, and every place. If we do that, then all of this discussion that you're talking about would be totally not necessary. Thank you. God bless you. Can you
1: hear me sir? Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Carolyn. I appreciate that, Sister. I really like that. Okay, go ahead, Brother John. You got a comment? Yes. I appreciate what
3: Mrs. Smith, Bishop Smith, Brother Agnew have stated. I'm, I'm with you. It's, however, the one, as a matter of fact, even spinning off of what the last thing that Mrs. Smith stated, it's almost as if we have forgotten that we are in a wicked nation. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not lost on me that I can have the Spirit of God indwell me, become a mature Christian, spend I can't tell you the number of times that I read Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, and Bishop Smith, just like you stated yesterday or last, it was yesterday for me when I listened to it, but when you stated it last week, very practical books. You don't even need to be a Christian to apply these principles. Very practical books. However, I still get pulled over by the police, for no apparent reason. When I was in Tulsa, matter of fact, let me lay my quick backdrop so you can kind of understand that this is just not a heathen Philistine. I went to Oral Roberts University. That's where I found God. I hated church as a kid. No kid should have been in church as far as I was concerned. I hated church, and I didn't particularly care for that much thereafter. But I found God, and he found me, I should say. Uh, One moment, Seth.
1: No, I just wanted to say Erica six, seven, eight, five, five now we're coming to you after the brother comes to pause.
3: Okay. He found me. I began to read and that's when I began to realize, wait a minute, I've been in church against my will, I've never heard people say these things. I'm reading. Well, the thing is that as I continue to read, and that's really my thing, I like reading more than I like going to church. Because many of the pastors and preachers, I felt like what they just said, it really didn't impact me as much as reading. I like reading. I read for – I don't even study. I read for entertainment. I read the Bible for entertainment. But God opened my eyes. The more I press, the more he opened. The
1: fact is, folks, this is Babylon, the great mystery Babylon. This whole system its the Babylonian system. It goes without saying
3: that in Revelation 12, Babylon – it's wicked. And the, the beast system that we're in, if we are in the hotbed of this system, it is such that in the very last part of, of chapter 12, it lets us know that the dragon was wroth with the woman because he couldn't eat up the sun. The sun was caught up in the heaven. He went to go make war with the remnant of her seed. That's the war that we're looking at, y'all. That's that's the reason why I can be a born-again Christian and still speak softly to the police. I I didn't catch it like Brother Agnew did, but the one thing for certain, I had a headlight was out in South Tulsa, which is the white end of town. I drove around for months. As soon as I hit the black end of town, immediately pulled over. Every time I'm on that side of town, I'm pulled over. Why? I'm racially Uh profiled. I'm racially profiled. Uh Here's the thing, folks. When I speak to the cop, all of a sudden they realize, wait a minute, this person speaks not like the person we're looking for necessarily. So, you know, license registration, or, well, yeah, you had your head limp out, or you made this illegal turn. One day, we saw you coming from the crack house. No, sir, I was getting a deed signed next door to the crack house. I knew where the crack house was. I was – that area was being more heavily policed than South Cal- Tulsa. Why Because there's a war going on in Babylon. And so the fact of the matter is that the dragon goes out, he's going to make war. The beast is going to get total control. That new world order will come into place. And I can assure you, it will wear out the same. And when that fifth seal cracked open, when that fifth seal cracked open in Revelation 6, you heard those souls say, How long before? You avenge us of those persons on the earth who killed us. He said, wait. You know, wait. You still have to wait for the rest of the people who are going to be killed to be killed. So I think that it's imperative for us to understand that, yes, we have a job to do, and it sounds like y'all are doing it, but there's no reason to discount the fact that this is one of the most wicked systems. It is, this is becoming worse than Rome. It's becoming worse than Rome. If you take a kid in this system, and like the sister said, you pull away one of those one of those legs of that stool, it's going to immediately be placed by rap music. It's going to immediately be placed replaced by humanism. It's going to immediately okay. be replaced by Afrocentrism. It's going to be replaced, okay. and then that's going to begin influencing the kid. And if that kid is not homeschooled, that kid is going to a school where they're going to be getting taught something different than what they're taught in the home. So, in okay. the interest of time. I, I just wanted to freestyle that one real quick. I do have a couple of comments after listening to the recording from last week that I would like to direct at uh, Bishop Smith. Do you need to jump in,
1: Seth? Yeah, I got two. And we got this room, we gotta to go to the phone line. So, John, if you can hold that, we'll take a little break after I these guess, call, phone calls and we'll come to the bishop and give him another ten minutes. It just feel like he shouldn't be able to just talk uninterrupted. That's if you have a after after the break, everybody, after the break, uh, we're gonna to take these two calls and then we will take a little break. And then after the little short break, after the short break, we're gonna let the bishop just roll. Again, I wanna encourage everybody. The question tonight Comments like, you know, if you, we we have a home led by women, we know that. You know, if they need Jesus. We know that. But if they really need, God, we know that. All these people need is to just turn their life to God. We know that. This, 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 this talk, this fireside chat, has been targeted. I sent it to many groups of believers. We know that. The question is. What are we going to say to the young people and older people that have problem with their health care? That's an old people. A lot of old people have trouble with that. It's older, mature, I should say. They want answers. The bishop said, I invite him to come see. That is practical. You can literally go next door to somebody that's having trouble and say, Come watch me, brother. The bishop's wife came on and said a lot of good things. but She said, If she's walking with prostitutes, that is crazy. That definitely came from the kingdom. We just want to reign from the kingdom, the spiritual realm where we really live, into the natural realm solutions. Can we stick to that? Again, we know they need Jesus. We know they need to follow. The, we we know that. That's not what we're talking about. If we can spend the rest of this show just saying, well, this is what I do. This is what happened to me. I gotta, I, I, this brother said, I don't know how to win souls. The bishop said that earlier on his programs, He's a nice brother, but you don't know how to win souls. Well, he's right. I don't. But I can tell you this much. The Holy Spirit using me. Have If we try to put everybody on his phone line that the Father has helped me to win, phone line can hold it. Literally, I know everything. I've also messed up some people's lives by walking in sin. How about that? Keeping it real tonight. Uh, Bishop's wife, if you can press one, your hand is still up, because I may want you may want to come back on later on and we're gonna let you. Uh, again, the bishop wife, Carolyn. If you can press one, your hand is still up. Erico six, seven, eight, five, five, nine. Go ahead with your question or comment. What city you're calling from and your name, please.
8: At least you uh Ellison. Oh, Lord.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I see oh, Lord, everybody's inside joke. This is one of our old callers, our old supporters of Five Smooth Stone. I almost want to go to another call and come back to him. Because <laughs> this brother, brother, can you do this in less than three minutes or try to? Go ahead, Brother Ellison. We just let you share. Again, folks, uh, what city you calling from Ellison? Ellison.
8: Colin from, Fort Worth, Colin from Fort Worth, Texas, and, and to be absolutely honest, three minutes is not going to do it effectively. Seth, if you would.
1: I'd Go like ahead, brother. Thing. Just share. Share what's on your heart. Be led. Be, be okay. led. Go right
8: ahead. I think that you should invite the pastor back on because I have a couple questions for her and her husband, the pastor's wife.
1: Um,
8: and this is the question I want you all to ponder, if you would, while Seth is on break. First of all, I want to applaud what you are doing and what you have done when the pastor's wife got on and began to speak about the kingdom, the kingdom of God. As you know, that is central motif and the the central orientation to all I believe and think in regards to the scripture. My, My approach towards the scripture is from a nationalistic perspective, but I have a question to ask them, and that is that, First of all, we have to take into consideration that the oppression that black people encounter in this nation is not normal, nor is it conventional or traditional to every other citizen that comes to this nation. So my question is to them, and the church has been in business for 2,000 years trying to heal the sickness of black men, specifically years, 400 years in this nation. So I have a question to them. All of the attempts and with all the great men, phenomenal men of God, Phenomenal minds, men who are highly talented and gifted, if they haven't been able to heal us, the question is why. And they're speaking about people becoming saved. My problem is with you all. You can't even get them in the door. That's the issue right there because the church is held in contempt not only by the people in our community but in America at large, and that's an issue, that's a concern. But I don't think the question is about all of this. My issue is why can you not get them saved? And my question is this, two questions. And, Seth, then we can deal with those questions if you don't mind after the break. I don't want to take up too much time. First of all, I think that the issue that the problem we have in the inner city among black people and about the issue with mothers and fatherless is because we have a mental health issue. The issue is called black self-hatred. Black people don't know who they are. And when people don't know who they are, they act in destruct, self-destructive ways. That's been proven clinically, psychologically, it's been proven sociologically, and it's been proven politically. That when a people are not aware of who they are and have no value or self-esteem within themselves, then they begin to behave in ways that is not only destructive to the society at large, but to themselves. And we have to question and ask the question, why are they not healed? What has caused this sickness to come upon them? And the second question is this, sir, because you have to ask them like Christ asked the disciples in regard to himself. He said, who am I? Then the next question he said, he said, who do men say that I am? And then after he asked that, he says, now, who do you say that I am? So I would like to take that question, and I would point it to the pastor and his wife and to any other body who's listening, and I would take that question in the context of black people. Who are they? Now, the next question is, who do men say they are? And then the last question is, who do God say they are? I'll wait for your break, Seth, if you don't mind, if you would indulge me on that one thing. I'd appreciate it. No, uh, don't tell me.
3: Are we speaking You're
1: to you? Okay, okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. I had put the button muted there. Okay, that was brilliant. Who are they? <laughs> who do men say they are, and who do God say they are, who do y'all say they are. Okay, let's do this out of I, – I, the bishop is in a hole, so to speak. In my mind, i got this little clock, and every time people talk, I'm saying that's his time. So right now, he's got 15 minutes free talk. So let's do this. And and out of respect for him, I'm going to take this next call, 601 Remember what the brother said? Bishop, please. If you could, when we come back, answer those questions. And um, among other questions, I know our comments you have. But i got to see what this next call is. It may not be as juicy as that one. Maybe juicier. Let's see. Area code uh, 601-697. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Area code 601 601- Six nine seven one eight. Call your whole number. Uh, Who am I speaking with? Uh, Give Give us your name and city, please. Okay, somebody's scared there, probably. Okay, there you go. Erico six zero one six nine seven one eight. I'm not gonna mention your whole number. Go with your question or comment. Okay, they don't want to talk, so I'm going to mute them. Hopefully, they don't want to talk. About it. Folks, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Again, if your number is 601-697-1866, you need to press one so your hand will go down because right now it's up and it's confusing me. Okay, listen, folks. We're gonna take a little short break. We're gonna take. A little short break, and the bishop is going to get busy. He got his plate full tonight. I promised the man he's going to talk the most. So I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to do it. We are going to do it. And if you want to come on next week, I'll cancel my show. Go, go ahead, man, John. We're going break. No, I'm just saying, it's 938. 7 it's
3: 938. Elle has just put out some very pointed questions. The bishop's been holding for a moment. Um, Mrs. Smith popped off, you know, that what she stated. I'm
1: thinking, like, can we forego the break and just go ahead and kick this thing? Uh, no, and I have to tell you why. I'm mean, having my computer, so no, I can't. If you don't mind, it's going to be just a little bit. But folks, we'll be right all back. Right. John, I appreciate that suggestion, but i have to break it down to you a little later on. There's a reason we're taking a break. All yeah, all we're all not going right. to be able Hold to out. open this. We're out. not going to be able to take more questions because I can't see the board. So I didn't want to say I was online, but we'll be right back, folks. I'm enjoying this.
2: I really am. I know you're asking today, how long will it take? Somebody's asking how long will prejudice blind the visions of men? I come to say to you this afternoon, however difficult the moment,
3: yes, sir.
2: however frustrating the hour, it will not be long, no, because truth crushed earth will rise again. Yes, sir. How long? Not long.
0: Yes, sir. Because
2: no lie can live forever. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How long? Not long. How long? Yes, because you shall reap what you sow. Yes, sir. How long? How long? Not long. How long? Wrong yes, forever on the scaffold, Wrong yes, forever on the throne. Yes, sir. Yet that scaffold sways the future. Yes, Behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow keeping watch above his own. How long? Not long. Because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. Yes, sir. How long? Not, not long? not long. Because my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Yes, He's traveling out the village where the grapes of wrath are stored. Yes, yeah. He's loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. Yes, his truth is marching on. Yes, sir. He has found that forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. Lisa, Lisa. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. <laughs> oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah.
3: that the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation speaks of two men, not three, not four, but two. The first man, which is the first Adam, and the second man, the Lord from heaven, who is the last Adam. The whole of scripture speaks of two men, the new and the old. There's a split in the humanity factor. There's the old humanity, and there's the new humanity. The old humanity comes out of Adam. All that come out of the loins of Adam are a part of the old creation, the old man. doesn't matter about the breakdown of ethnicity, culture, language, the whole bit. And I mentioned before in just a moment that I had to speak about it last time, that God took one blood and made all nations and gave them an allotment of time and boundaries for their habitation, that they might seek after the Lord and find him, though he's not far from anyone. It's called divine apartheid. God separated humanity from humanity by putting hostility in the flesh because God did not want humanity To collaborate, become unified Apart from the finished work of Christ So that's why you have Hatred uh, Violence And all the other stuff Nation rising up against nation Uh, Kingdom against kingdom Blacks, whites Japanese, Chinese The hostility Is in the flesh And it was put there because of sin Sin entered in Through one man, Romans 5, when Adam sinned, he opened the door for sin to come in and dwell in the flesh. And all flesh is a mess. So 4,000 years after the first Adam, here comes the last Adam, uh, Yahshua. He comes and he takes on humanity and he lives for 30 years before he does anything notable in terms of miracles, etc. And then, once he's anointed by the Holy Spirit, he goes about doing good, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil for God, Yah, was with him. And since I'll be uninterrupted, I'll just say something about the name. Well, thank God that God has a name. As a matter of fact, he has a lot of names. But what he said in terms of his name, he keeps changing. He said to uh, Abraham, his name. He said to Moses, his name. Uh, He says to uh, Adam, his name. He has a lot to say about his name, but I want to read out of the psalm, Psalm 138, verse 2. He says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Thank God for his name. But thank God more for what he said. So if there are any discrepancies or lack of the knowledge of the multiplicity of the uniqueness of his person through his names, I want to hear what he said. Because he sent his word to heal and deliver. His word was in the beginning with God and God, and the word that was God became flesh. I want to know what he said. Now, back to the humanity factor. There's the old and there is the new. The first Adam and the last Adam. The first man, a living soul. The second man, the Lord from heaven, a life-giving Jesus. Yeshua asked his disciples, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And, of course, they said, well, john the baptist jeremiah one of the prophets then he said well who do you say my disciples now who do you say that i am peter inspired by the holy spirit said you are the christ the son of the living god in other words you are the anointed one who supplies what is needed the express image of the invisible god if you please he said flesh and blood that's humanity Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. And now you're blessed, and upon the revelation of this reality, I will build my church, Ecclesia, the called out assembly. And the gates of the authority of the abodes of the unseen world will not prevail against it. Who do men say that black people are? Well, it doesn't make any difference who they say they are. Because they are all in the same bag That is In the genealogical reality Of the first Adam Which Paul says They all die So whether you are black Yellow, red, brown, green Regardless to the ethnicity The culture Everything in Adam Dies Everything in the last Adam Is made alive through the cross Through the burial, through the resurrection to walk in the newness of life. So what we have is an issue of thinking that there's something unique about black people when there's nothing any more unique about black people than olive people. You got the three sons, if you please, if we want to break it down, of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, those three sons. They came on this side of the flood And you can trace whatever lineage you want to trace back to one of those sons. And if you're not satisfied with that, just jump over them and go on back to the garden and see Adam for what he's worth. So what did I say? I said that black, yellow, brown, red, anyone anyone you want to talk about, they are all in one person. And they all die. All flesh is as grass and burn in the oven. And also, when we get to the nuts and bolts of trying to help people, if we don't have this revelation that we say we have, but if it's not inculcated, saturated, and so illuminated in our mentality that we can build a vocabulary to articulate it contextually to people to help them in their particular vein, it doesn't matter... What we say we know If we're not doing the job We don't know it like we ought to know it Kind of reminds me of what Paul said When he said If any man think that he know anything He know nothing yet As he ought to But if any man love God Y'all The same is known of him So Again Who do Men say that black people are Regardless of what they say they're wrong. If they're not saying that they're dead in trespasses and sin, then they're not describing the black man properly. And this is what the uh, prophet said. Uh, The prophet Isaiah. Well, that was Jeremiah, I believe. That uh, Jeremiah chapter 12, I believe it is, verse 5. If thou hast run With the footmen And they have worried you Then how canst thou Contend with the horses And if in the land Of peace wherein thou Trusted they weary thee then how Will thou do in the Swelling of the Jordan We're talking about get this We're talking about The footmen Of social injustice We're talking about the honoriness of law enforcement. We're talking about all of this stuff. True, a lot of drama. But those are all footmen. They're not even the horsemen. The horsemen are coming in the context of Islam. When Islam comes and does this thing, you'll be wishing for these days. When the horses come, it's going to make the footmen look like kindergarten because not only will islam do its thing in the world but everybody that's short in the knowledge of who god is not who a black man is but who god is are going to be in trouble for the scripture says they that be, they that know their god shall be wise and strong and do exports. It's not who knows blackness, whiteness, Jewishness, Israeliness, all of that stuff is flesh and is going to melt away when the Antichrist comes on the scene. Now that's the swelling of the Jordan. Now we're talking about a lot of stuff and I submit it's problematic. But it's all footman, is relative peace The horsemen, the swelling of the Jordan is coming real soon. Even for believers who are going through problems now, it's going to get worse. As a matter of fact, Revelation 13, it says that God gave the beast, the Antichrist, power to make war with the saints and overcome them. And there's going to be, and we're already there, I mean, if you can see it, That this false prophet is going to cause an image to be made of the first beast. And this image will be able to speak and cause as many that does not have identification with the first beast to be killed. Now, we know who that beast is. He's the Antichrist. But do we know who the image is? The image is technology. The ten toes on Nebuchadnezzar's image. Iron and clay mix, that's humanity and technology operating. And this imagery is going to have a combination, a collection of intelligentsia, of humanity, all downloaded into an image. That's, my friend, is a horseman. That's the swelling of the Jordan. So all of this stuff we're going through now is going to seem like sandbox stuff. It's going to be minor league stuff. So we have to get out of this blackness, this whiteness, this olive-ness, this, this, all of this ethnic identity is going to amount to nothing. Satan has a problem with all of humanity. And if you're not in Christ, if you don't have a revelation, if you don't know, are we still there? Are we yet on? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I thought we were cut off. You know, well, sometimes I- I the prince of the power of the now, air can get 45. kind of radical. Say again?
1: Bishop, I will say, uh, John, uh, uh, I'll hold you, on 25. a second. Hold on a second. I apologize. Uh, those of you that clicked on the link, you got to call the phone number right now. You're going to be disconnected. Quickly call the phone number. Area code 914 205 it may be too late. I apologize, my mic was off just then. So hopefully they call their phone number. But go ahead. If anybody uh, call y'all, call to the listeners and say, "Oh, I was cut off." Let them know this show is recorded. They can listen to it after it goes off. But go ahead, Bishop.
4: Well,
3: my my appeal to both the redeemed as well as the unredeemed is that it's not a cliche when you say Christ. The anointed one who supply what is needed is the answer. Even for those of us who are born again, who have the incorruptible seed, the divine nature, we are born of the word. We are born of the spirit. We have Zoe life. We have all of this. But that's in spirit. Our minds must be renewed. We need a revelation. We need illumination. And then once we are illuminated and been delivered from the intellectualization syndrome, if you please, Then we need our hearts regulated. Regulated simply means the seed has to germinate and get enough root and enough moisture to bear some fruit that has eternal value. And then those of us who go on to know the Lord a little bit better, we have to be sure that those thorns in the field does not choke that word that brought about a measure of success and increase. So, the unredeemed Christ is your answer, not the police department, not the government, not social programs, and, yes, health care. For the believer, health care should not even be an issue. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing the part of soul, spirit, joints, and marrow, which means the word, having free course, should get into the joints move author from writing, and get into the marrow which makes your blood. So if we understand what Christ has done in being wounded and bruised and chastised and striped, we are having life in its abundance. For he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. And also, he that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not freely with him give us all things? And yes, all things richly to enjoy. Yes, all things that pertain to life and godliness. That is, through the instrumentality of the knowledge of God, Yah, and his son, Jesus Christ, the express image of his invisible person, that we might be the partakers through the divine nature of the exceeding great and precious promises. So believers not only have a privilege to be whole in spirit, soul, and body, but have an obligation to believe. John said it in his epistle. He says... These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you might know that you have eternal life, and that you might believe on the name of the Son of God. In the Gospel of John, he says, get this, search the Scriptures, for in them, we them think you, we have think life, you have eternal life. There they which testify of me, you testify of but of you would not come to me that you might have life. Get this, Christ is the answer, a package deal for unbeliever." And he's an unwrapped package for the believer. So the believer has not only the privilege but the obligation to believe God. For those that come to God, must believe that He is and that He is a reward, he is reward of them that diligently, diligently seek, seek him. him.
1: Amen. This, this, is, if you can hold on one this is
3: exciting.
1: It is very exciting, and you have laid that out beautifully. And I love what you just said the most about the healing aspect because that is. A solution to a billion-dollar problem with our healthy health industry. And that's what we're looking for tonight. But you said a lot of good things. I appreciate you answering the brother's question as best you could as far as who are they, who the man said they are, and who the father said they are. I respect, and we're gonna. Um, I want to go to the brother briefly. And if you don't mind, Brother Ella sure, I want you to this time make it for sure less than three minutes. We've got another hand that went up. I'm coming at you, code 817-353. I appreciate all the questions and comment. Remember, if you've got a question for the bishop, press 1. Bishop, I'm going to give you another maybe two more, If I don't know how long you can stay, but we're gonna, you're going to talk the most tonight. So so far you've had a 17-minute, that was actually a 20-minute, and earlier you had a 10-minute, it's 30 minutes, so you can't say I only gave you 20 minutes. But listen, more <laughs> importantly, you just spoke the word. I'd be shocked if anybody disagreed with that. I think what's happening, Bishop, is this, and I don't know how to articulate it sometimes.
3: I'll disagree it sometime. with it. i
1: disagree that? with it. All right. John, okay. Okay. I disagree okay. With okay. Well, hold on, to brother John. We'll come to you in a minute. I want you to let us know how you disagree with it. But I'm telling you, see, one thing I like about my friends are those believers that walk with me. We don't. We don't. It's not a problem to disagree with someone we like, and I want to hear from the church. The church meaning the Word of Outreach Center. I wanted to hear from some of the members, and, and maybe you'll agree with your bishop. Maybe some of y'all won't agree with your bishop, but you will, you won't agree with the bishop. But this is a brother that loved me, and he's saying he disagreed. Well, I didn't hear anything. Actually, I take that back. I did make a note here of one thing, but most of what I heard was, was okay. Let me just say this, folks. I'm talking to John. I'm thinking of John. I'm thinking of Brother Garrett. I'm thinking about this other caller. So let me just say this really quick. I agree with most of what the bishop said. The only thing I have a trouble with is I know he talks about Israel and I know he acknowledges the nation of Israel. And I'd be shocked if he say none of that matters over there. We're all in the spirit now. And but he said, doesn't matter if you Jew, Greek and all that, but somebody gotta understand the end time prophecy. Somebody gotta understand when Israel become a nation, which I don't think has happened yet. No, I don't think it happened yet. Israel is an exile. You're talking to a G right now. You can't get no more Israelite than I am. And you are a listener. You just don't know it yet. If you came here in slave ships. But the bishop, y'all, let's 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 be honest, Brother John. Let's be honest. Your Baba does talk about know no man after the flesh. But at the same time, the Messiah tells us to know the signs of the times and certain things supposed to happen in Israel. He quoted Revelation. Revelations, revelations. Hold if on, he quoted revelations and certain things. Y'all know the all of revelations is talking about things that's happening, not just in the spirit, but in the flesh as well. The the prop, the the two prophets. I mean, just I mean, I mean, where do you want to start? Babylon. Uh, I mean, the the horror that straddles the straddle There's flesh. There's people. There's nations. I know it's symbolic in some ways, but what I'm trying to say is this: this is this is a very good conversation. The brother is on point. We are to know no man after the flesh. That's where it relates to. Listen, if you don't agree with him, quit calling each other brother and sister. How can you be related to a so-called white person or a so-called, you're not in their bloodline. How is it your brother? It's through the spirit. And through that same spirit, we are one. We are one body. He is just, that's just salvation one-on-one. How can we get away from that? So I applaud him for what he is doing. I respect the heck out of him and his wife and Brother Agnew. I, I appreciate these brothers. The question tonight is just, once we're in that spirit, how do we walk in this flesh? How do we answer the Messiah when he said, know the signs of the time. Israel is going to become a nation. This is going to happen. You, if Moses in Deuteronomy 20, uh, 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 what do we do, though? In Deuteronomy 20, when Moses on the mountain, he says certain things Israel will go through. He said they'll be put in slave ships. He said that they'll be scattered to the four corners. He said that good men will will leave their children, won't take care of them. The house will be led by women. Everything that man said, do Deuteronomy 20, and Leviticus 26, and all throughout the whole Bible. It's us. This brother is saying it don't matter. Now that part I disagree with him on, but. Let's go to quickly, and we're going to come back to the bishop in a second. And, Bishop, I just want you to just kind of hear all these people take notes, and we're going to come back and let you do another ten minutes. So, listen, y'all want to get your questions in because he's going to do another ten-minute session here in a second, in a second, out of respect for him. But let's go to the phone lines. Brother sure you've been holding for a while. Your line is now open. Please, in three minutes, did the bishop answer your question? Your three questions.
8: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I want to say this as respectful as I am, as I possibly can, because I don't want the one to get the impression that I'm attacking someone. But I really want y'all to hear me. Most of the people who are listening in, they know my nature, so I'm gonna do me. I vehemently disagree with what he said. And like Paul, I perceive that in most things he is far too religious. And I put a T O O capitalized too religious. And here's my purpose. And here's, here's I mean, here's the reason why I say why. He said that the Bible. <laughs> It consists of the issue of first man, last man. He didn't say two men. No, no, no. The Bible consists of more than two men because, first of all, let's deal with context because what it is is that that's the issue. He keeps running away from the issue of context and trying to take us in a different direction. And we want to do, And then he wants to tell us about the attributes of the covenant relationship that we have with Christ while avoiding our questions. And that's why come I say that in all things, he's far too religious. And I would appreciate it if you would stop condescending with that and start being practical and just answer our questions directly. If you can't answer the question, then just be honest enough and say, I can't answer the question. I don't know who we are. But don't sit up and try to overgeneralize it and then make it as though the questions that we're putting before you are outside the bounds of what we would call spiritual logic and reason. The Bible tells us to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, soul, mind, and body. Not just our soul Not just given to our emotions But we have a reg- obligation to utilize The intellect that we have been given To decipher the scripture And let's begin with Let's get it in order The Bible is not even what he is dictating it to be The Bible is a history book for all intents and purposes Dealing with the issue of redemption And how that redemption is played out Through one particular group of people named Israel If the issue of ethnicity That had no importance Or no imperative on scripture Why did he take a whole chapter chapter Ten of Genesis, and he begins to list the nations as the, as the bishop referred to. But then he got out from it, and again he did not answer the question. So the thing is, is this? Let's just have a real conversation. And the conversation is, is that what the bishop is saying, says I do agree with you in the sense that those are the spiritual attributes of the covenant relationship. But he is trying to exclude the prophetic aspect of the scripture. But yet he wants to, at the same time, wants to give reference to it in the book of Revelation. So you are being inconsistent. And that is unfair and that is unjust and that is unfair and unjust to the listeners. Please, it's all things, humility exercises above all. If you don't know something, then just tell you don't know it. But to sit up here and seek confusion and have us to eliminate everything between Genesis chapter 3 all the way to the book of Revelation, because it doesn't matter because there's only two men that have reported in the Bible, it's idiotic. It is an insult to my intellect. And that is the reason why most intelligent-thinking people are turning away from the church. Because you are not addressing issues, you want to give us a bunch of doctrine, and we're asking you to expound upon the nuances of Scripture. The Scripture deals with history, sir. It deals with nations, all the way from Egypt, every nation that had a relationship with Israel. When you go to the book of Revelation, after the third chapter, the church has not even existed in the book of Revelation, because now it's the issue between Israel. There was okay. a woman... There was a hold up. So he uh, cents, please. There was a woman who. There was a woman who conceived the child. Now, the reason why you don't want to answer the question is very important that we know, because I said that is the problem. All the problems that you all have alluded to and addressed, and Seth, I meant no disrespect to you on your post when I said that this is an exercise in futility, because you know what I know, and you are aware that what he said, though good intention, is not going to even get to the front door of this generation. We are in the time in which Daniel said that knowledge would go forth into the earth, and you cannot set up and simplify the scriptures.
1: Now, hold on a second. I know you're long-winded, but let me say this. Out of respect for the bishop, I I promise you, I'm going to let you finish, but i got to let him, if nothing else, I want this brother to say, he gave me the most time to talk. So he's got another 10-minute session coming up, brother. Just know that brother Bishop. Bishop. And the reason why, because last time I, I was told by the same John Clark on the line and my wife, you cut the bishop off several times. I'm not going to do that tonight. So I want him to respond to what you just said. LSU, I know you you probably want to, you're very animated just like I am, animated. So let's let the Bishop respond to it and you took three, you took four minutes. So let's give him the same four minutes it did. Brother John Clark has a comment, and then we'll let you, actually after the bishop, you can go back after him and I want you to make that comment in less than one minute, brother, because that's, you know, that's three times you've shared, so it's not a problem. But let him finish the bishop. Have her say, it, then you have a respond then, Brother John, and then we we'll see if Brother Agnew want to chime in as well. Brother Bishop, uh, uh, Bishop uh, Robert E. Smith singing. Go right ahead. Again, thank you everyone for tuning into the show tonight. We just love each other. We really do. I know this Brother Ella sure. Nobody loves the church more than this brother, y'all. And I mean, I'm telling y'all, you, you can find him in prayer guards at all. You praying in tongues when a lot of folks was not, when laughing at him. This brother go, he's a prayer warrior on this line right now. You don't have no haters. We just disagree on some things. That's all, brother. Uh, Pastor, I mean, excuse me, Bishop Robert E. Smith, Senior, please comment in about four minutes at the top.
3: Okay. God bless you. You know. There are people who are in competition to be uh, the Israelites, the Hebraic nation. Let me tell you something. The children of Israel did not take ships anywhere, they walked through the Red Sea on dry shod. Now, if you want to know who the real true Israelites are, they had central air in a desert, and they had central heat at night in a the desert. Their shoes did not grow on their feet. They had food from heaven called manna. The Israelites are people who didn't have faith but lived a supernatural life because they were God's chosen people. Now all of this other all these others that the ten lost tribes been the the Anglos in America and, and Great Britain and all that stuff, now the blacks wanna be this and they wanna be that. Look, all of that is total nonsense.
0: The
1: Hold on a second, on a second. Bishop, Bishop. One, one quick interjection, quick, thir- ten seconds. Eric code 817353, please forgive me. I just noticed you had your hand up. After the Bishop comes to a pause, we'll come to you. Then we'll go to Ellis Then we'll go to Brother John. Brother John, be patient mm-hmm. with me. I dropped the ball there. Go ahead, Bishop. Okay.
3: Oh, okay. I just want to be somewhat emphatic about it because we have what the script calls uh, God's chosen. God's heritage, his his deposit called the Israelites. And they are a natural people. They were given laws to live by. And they're in the scriptures. And they were put under bondage called the law until Christ came that the law being a schoolmaster could be dismissed. And now they can jump over being Israelis all the way back to having faith like their father Abraham had. And not like the children of Israel who had no faith. That's the edict oh, let,
1: let, of all the Israelites in the of a book of Deuteronomy. Clarification question and I want you to finish with your training. I give you another couple of minutes just because of me interrupting here. Are you okay. do you believe that the people over in Israel today is Israel and, and, and do they should we play a, should we look at them as uh, prophetically when the scripture talks about certain things? We're supposed to be aware of the signs and times. So I mean, do you who do you believe are the true Jews of today? I know it doesn't matter in all in the spirit. We understand you, we got you, you know, I said it seventeen times on this show. But in terms of understanding the Bible and prophetic this, prophetic that understand we're supposed to be wise like Brother Elishua was saying other times and so forth. So who do you think are the true Jews?
3: Well, if you look at history, starting with the time that Jesus walked the earth, Yeshua walked the earth, during the time of the trial before he went to the cross, those people that were there, those Jews that let his blood be upon us and on our children. So when you follow the history of those same people right through the Holocaust and everything else, Prophetically, they're living out what they prophesied upon themselves. Let his, Monsieur's blood be upon us and our children. So, look, blacks have gone through a whole lot, but they've produced more problems than they've had themselves.
1: Okay. Now you talk about the slave ask, traders. Me, and you another, talk about Another 15-second interjection. Another 15-second interjection. A clarification question. That's the only reason why I'm doing this. Sure. So, I'm asking you what I asked a rabbi on the way from Israel. Orthodox, I asked him this question. Why do black people live out Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26? And why? I asked him, did the Jews, he was a so called Jew. I said, where do y'all live out any scriptures? There are this group of people in African American that call African Americans in the States, and they said they're the Jews. Can you give me something to give to them? I didn't tell him who I was. He said the Holocaust is in Deuteronomy 28. Where is the Holocaust at in the Bible?
3: Well, that was a conversation between you and the rabbi.
0: Well, I'm asking you.
3: Look, I tell people, look, if you're not looking for Christ in the scripture, you'll find whatever you're looking for. Because it'll be a superimposition of one's presupposition upon the text. You can believe that you're anything that's there if you're not looking for the person that the scriptures but are I, talking but about. What I told, Jesus said, search the scriptures. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. They are they which testify of me. Now, if you're not looking for Christ, you're going to find the black Israelites. You're going to find the Jews as they think they are today in Israel. You're going to find everything you're looking for but Christ. Because he said, well, well, let let but me you would this. not let come me to me to you. that you me, might have life.
1: Let me say this to you out of respect. You're a scholar. Mm-hmm. You're a theologian for real, for real. And you got people listening to you and everything you say you're writing down. They don't know me. Mm-hmm. You've got more credentials than I have. Hear me out. There are young people, 1,500 to be exact, on my Facebook page. They say, give me something to tell them, and I promise you, before you and, and the Father and before my friends, Elishua, I promise I will do it. Tell me what to tell them when they say this. Moses said in Deuteronomy 28, Whatever he said in Deuteronomy 20 verse 46, and they, speaking of the blessing of the curses, and they, speaking of the blessing of the curses, will be upon you and upon your seed forever. So if you want to know who the real Jews are, you just look at what he say is going to happen. That's true. Deuteronomy 20 verse 46 say, and they, meaning the blessing of the curses, shall be upon thee and thy, and thy seed forever. 2018 is is included in that. When you look at what all Moses says is gonna happen, he says they're gonna be put in slave ships. The Jews, the so-called Jews in Israel, were never put in slave ships. Listen, brother, I went. I worshipped white people most of my life. That I, I don't know if it gives me points. And I, I used to believe he was a blonde-haired Jesus Messiah, was a blonde-haired, blue eye I didn't care. I asked God those four questions and those I mean, those four, those five questions. Those five questions and the five answers, and that's why we call this show Five Smooth Stones. I don't care what color he is. I just want to know who am I? Why am I? Like the brother asked, I want to know who do they say they are? Who the men say they are father? Who am I? I don't care if he's black or white. I'm not on to that. We went through that stage, Bishop. I submit to you, my heart, brother, I'm telling you, I don't care. But when I look at a people, like the LSU said, said he nailed it. We are misbehaving because of an identity crisis. East Coast versus West Coast. Chinese on our neck. Japanese on our neck. It's an identity crisis with our people. You're right. You got first-class revelation in terms of we want to get them to where you're at, knowing who they are in Christ, taking advantage of the benefits that Christ have, that the Father have done through Christ that's that's where we want to get them but we can't get them in the church because this white man has run around the world whitewashing the Bible and he's you know, t- Michelangelo being commanded to p- render a, a white painting of the Lord's Supper and Oh, my God, the crusades coming down to Jerusalem and whitewashing everything through mixing over the many years. That's how the that area got white. These young people are not stupid. We think, oh, they can't It's too much. He's talking this too deep. Just keep it Christ, keep it Christ, keep it Christ. You, we can't get to Christ. He's a white man that they have trouble with. That's what we're saying. You don't have no morons on the, night, on the show tonight. Ministers. Every single brother, one sir, of these I gentlemen sir, that, that, that I know, I know personally. One more thing, Every, brother John is on the line. He has to tell you his testimony. Ellis Sure, the one asked those questions, has been in prison. This brother cast out David like he with the R.U. Why you think he with the R.U.? The father used him. Ask him about what happened. R.U. You don't have no no am- amateurism tonight on the line tonight. We're just simply trying to understand something. If we're in the spirit, and we are, any one of them that disagree with you is smoking on something. We're supposed to include that. That's what we all want. We want to get our white brothers and sisters out of the flesh, as you say. I was in California trying to get them out of the flesh. We want to get everybody out of the flesh. But we can't even talk to them. We can't get them in the churches because of white supremacy and all of these the mistreating. Oh, my goodness. Let me go to the phone. lines. I've been rooted out can, can I
4: ask a uh, question, Brother Seth? May I ask a question? Go, please,
1: please, please.
4: Where in the scriptures does it say anything about slave ships in Deuteronomy 28?
1: You gotta be kidding! Last verse. So while you're looking it at says, that let's
4: go to. It says, "And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. The Lord shall absolutely. bring thee into Egypt again with ships. It Keep doesn't reading. say slave ships.
0: Keep
7: reading.
4: By the way, whereof I spoke unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bun men and bun women, and no okay, man a shall by buy that you. Okay, and no man sold,
1: shall buy you. Right, when it said no man should buy you, no man would salvage you. No man would save you. No man would rescue you. But they're being bought. That's slavery right there. Whether or not, we can argue whether or not, I know what that means. And if you, if you read it, trust me, you just said it. So everybody listen? just heard you say he's going to be sold. You can, it, ain't, it ain't no ride to Six Flags and you put on slaves and you sold. Those are slaves. But let's go to the phone lines. Please, if you don't mind, brother. Eric code 817, please forgive me. And, brother, I know you can hit that little hard if you want later. Eric code 817 64 Oh, I'm going to give you a whole name now. But go ahead, brother. I apologize. Ella be coming to you and then John Clark. Question or comments for the bishop? Where, what city are you calling from?
7: Den, Texas. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Okay. What's your uh, name? What's your name? This is Donna Seth. This, this is Donna Seth. Donna Smith, wait a minute. Are you related to the bishop? Are you related to the bishop? No, I'm related to you. You're my brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad that I give you my name and you don't know Well, don't agree with me because I'm your brother. Come on, question, please. This is my sister, okay. everybody.
1: My older sister okay. who often disagree with me. And she will. This is one of those that will tell me about myself if I disrespect the bishop. We was raised Pentecost. Go ahead, Donna.
7: Okay, I'm going to say I'm in agreement with Bishop, and I'm going to tell you why. Because uh, I had to get somewhere where it's quiet, the grandbabies are getting loud. I'm not going to, uh, I can't speak like you guys, you're educating, that's all good. But God also used people that didn't have all that. But I'm going to say this, we're so caught up, and this is coming from my heart, we're so caught up with wanting men to know who we are, and in real life, we're all going to miss God because we're caught up with, with this image, and we're missing a relationship that we need to be in tune with with Christ. And the only way you're going to know this, man, is that you are really sitting down and you're eating with God, and you are consuming everything about him. I'm going to say this. He was white, red, yellow, blue, black, or white. The flesh is going to die. It doesn't matter if you're the true Hebrews. If you are not with Christ, you're going to die, and you're going to bust hell wide open, and you're going to miss him when he returns. So it doesn't matter. And you want people lost? They're lost. You got churches on every corner. I ran for my grandson. He done ran it me. People are lost. We're killing each other. We're suffering. Mothers are not mothers to their kids. Fathers are not fathers to their sons. And you want to know why? You're not producing food because you're lost. Because you want to straddle fence and you're so caught up in you that you can't even see God. We're supposed to be walking in the same walk that Jesus walked. We can't walk like him if we don't have his character. It's not your character, it's his character that we're supposed to guard ourselves with. We are losing it, and people are suffering and dying around us. You want to give people something that's real? Give them the the, the information they need to connect with God. Not half connect. If you don't pay your phone bill, they're going to turn it all the way off. They ain't taking no half. A payment? They want the whole payment. You really want to be in tune with God? Connect with him fully. Not when you want to. Not doing what you want to do and they say, well, I want to live about God a little bit. But you still got all this junk and filth in you. Clean yourself up and then you can help somebody. Please. There is a world out here and we are suffering. People are dying all around us mentally, spiritually, physically because we soak all up. We want white folks to know who we are. Don't give a damn about that. I'm worried about the man that can tell me where I'm going to go when his body is no more. Is he going to stay? Welcome home. Or is he going to say, depart from me because I never knew you? Why would he say he would never need never know me because I never had a relationship? Do we okay, have a relationship? Donna. No. Do we have a relationship? Follow I'm done.
1: Okay. Donna, you don't have to be done. Let me awesome. just say this really quick. Listen. Mm-hmm. I want you to listen to me, okay? You been to Israel. You know oh, your okay. brother. Now I want you to listen. Cause did you, you, you call. I'm going to make this real quick. We're going to go to brother We're go to brother John Clark. we go back to the bishop. He gets about 10 minutes. and We're going to start winding this show down, okay? He wants to come back on. I would have this man back on because I, I, I really like what he's teaching. And I don't know if we did it justice tonight. I know we tried. Um, there's a lot in this phone line, folks. We got all kind of area codes, Texas, Missouri, North, South, East, West, California. I see you. So listen, let me say this to you, Donna, really briefly, and then we will go to LSU out of respect for him. He's been holding for a while. Donna.
0: All
1: right. Can't deny nothing you said, but you and I both know in a more personal way, that our family, the Douglas County family, we have youth that don't know who they are. You know what happened when their uncle, Uncle Seth, set them down and said, you're not niggas, you're not gangbangers. You know how interested they get. Now listen, when I talk about Jesus, they heard that. They they see him as a blind, and, and in the mind, they have trouble with this image. And then they hear stuff like, there wasn't no J in the Hebrew, which there wasn't. And they keep hearing folks saying, Jesus, 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 and they know there wasn't no J, so they're like, he didn't exist. And then they hear people that, that go and say, he didn't exist. There wasn't a person that existed named Jesus. And, and guess what? They tell the truth. There was. If, if you create a J, and you change the image of the true Messiah to somebody else, Saying, you, you take a history, and just like your name is Donna, if they change her name 50 years from now and they say her name was Yolanda, and they change your picture of true you to a white lady, did Yolanda really ever live? No, it's a figment. It's something created. So there was no Jesus in the sense of that name. But there was a man that, everything the scripture says, there was a man that lived, but his name was Yeshua. So these young people figured this out. And they start, because they're immature, they start choking on it. Brother Seth come along, Uncle Seth come along and say, no, he lived. It's okay to call him Jesus if you don't know what to call him. You can cast out demons in the name. I got saved in that name. Well, it wasn't his name. Well, that way may not have been his name, but the Father knows who you call him, and the demons know because of your walk of name. It's not what you call an individual. It's coming in his name, and his character, in his authority. That's what the demons understand. The sons of Stephen can get that together. So I have preached Jesus. I still see it. But these young people are smarter. You see, Donna how this family have been electrified about finding out who they are, Israel. Not to mention your trips to Israel. You see Israelites living in South Israel, totally electrified, woke up to who they are, and they behave different. You saw it. You saw their health because they're obeying the law to some degree. And and because there there were some good things in that law, it's just that we're not justified by it. But they, 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 they lived by the Old Testament law, and you saw no diabetes, no sugar diabetes. There was no overweight. They was not locking their doors. You saw the miracle in the desert, as they call them over there. Now, we don't agree with everything they teach, but you saw what can happen to folks when they know who they are. So coming on this line, I understand why you, do, why you agree with the bishop, and so do we. But was sure said it right. When, if you don't know the purpose of if he said, he said, without identity, people perish. So I've got to go up to him, Donna. I just wanted to say it to you. Listen, and I'll tell young people know why they're going through what they're going through. And let me just say this real quick. I'm kind of rushing, and sometimes you just can't rush. You just have to do another show if the, if the bishop is willing to come on, and I'll let him open up if he wants. But listen, Donna, my sister, blood and spiritual, without this revelation of who the true Jews are, which I believe is us. The father like he's just picking on us. Those mothers and fathers in the slave fields cried out unto this God. Why didn't he save them? Why didn't he save them? He said you will go through what you're going through, so you can't get salvation if you're still living out this sentence. Now, individually, if you live right, I'm going to say it one time, I'm not going to say it no more tonight, if you live right individually, there's no curse that's going to come near you if you implement what the bishop is saying. None of them curse will come near you. But we as a nation of people, have been living out, Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, and really the whole Bible. We've been living it out. Nobody else lives it out like we did. They do their sister tribe, scattered. Those white people in Israel, much love and respect for them. You see me interact with them in Israel. You know I love those people. They have not been more Jewish than a man in the moon. The bitch you mentioned the Holocaust, it's not in the Bible. Nothing of them people did is in the Bible. The way they became a nation 84, it's not biblical. None of that is biblical. God said the, the lion and the lamb are going to sleep together. It's going to be peace. Is there peace? <laughs> Look what's going on in Israel right now as we speak. Those are not God's children. Now, let me tell you who they are. They are the people who God called as a punishment to the Israelites when he ran them out. He even said, a wicked nation coming from the north. Where did he come from the north? Coming from the north, coming from the north. If they are real Jews, i got a question for for them. And y'all need to see when I talk to the Israelis how they respond to me. You really want to see some some cowardness. But this is what I asked them. If you're the real Jews, when did the people come from the north to occupy you? That's my case. Don, i got to move on to Brother Ella Shure. All
0: right.
1: All right. Well, that's my big sister. She don't necessarily agree with me. All right, Ella Shure, please, brother, please, in no more than two minutes, respond to the bishop. Please.
8: Uh, Seth, don't you think it would be more fair if you go ahead and let John go first and then i speak. You've been holding longer than me. I've spoken twice. Since he did All right, change. let's do this. Okay,
1: Brother John Clark, go ahead with your question coming. I know you've been holding for a long time for the bishop. Y'all remember the bishop got to get ten minutes more in us. Uh, I didn't keep my promise. Please go ahead, John. Hello, John. Muted. I apologize. I apologize. Your line was muted. John, try it again. Go now.
3: Yeah, Bishop Smith, when you had. Uh, to Brother L. Shua and uh, Brother Seth asked, did anyone disagree? And I said, yes, I do. And keep in mind, just because I disagree, by no stretch of the imagination, am I looking to be disrespectful or to just give an arbitrary disagreement? The reason why I disagreed, and El already kind of pulled this out a little bit, is that what you stated, all that you stated was true, but it just was not the question that El asked. And so that's the problem with what you stated. It was all true. You could have, you could have quoted Genesis 1, and that's true. But That was not the question that I, that I heard L ask. But in the interest of time, I'm going to ask you a question, because you stated that there were two men in the Bible. That was the first Adam, second Adam.
1: And L was attempting to uh, a thought, which is like, par- John, you need to get next to the phone. Can- Next to the window, your phone breaking up a little bit, brother. Quickly, quickly. Okay, it's, it's
3: so <laughs> His people whom he foreknew. That's my initial question, Bishop.
0: Repeat it. I cast a book
1: <laughs> Okay, John, listen, your line is breaking up. I don't know how we're going to do this. Maybe you can call El and you're three-way in or something. So I'm going to go back to El Maybe you can... Uh, after he comedy he can three-way you in because nobody can hear you really, okay? I'm sorry, but I, we really can't hear you, brother.
3: Uh-uh. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear
0: you now. Yes. Stay there.
3: Okay. My question is to the bishop: Did God cast away the people whom he foreknew? This is Romans 11. Well, my answer to that: No, he did not. Cast them away. My, okay. My concern yes, is that those who want to be the people that have not been cast away are not the people who have I'm okay not with that. And have not I'm okay with that. The, I guess the reason why I pose that question is because when you are looking to take away the physical aspect and just only focus on the spiritual if you go further down in Romans 11, it tells us that there was a mystery. And that mystery was pretty straightforward. That the Jews, that they stumbled so that the Gentiles could be brought in. And when the fullness of those Gentiles are brought in, then those Jews, which were the original branches who were cast away, that they would be engrafted back into that vine. Am I correct? That's correct, but Look, look at it. Look at the whole thing it says, and all Israel shall be saved, but they'll be trotted down until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. So yes. it doesn't matter what you try to get people to understand. It ain't going to happen until the time of the end when the that's what times I said, the Gentiles have been fulfilled. Now, that's what I You said. Can talk to people so, and try to get them to yes. understand who they are. It's not going to work. Well, here's the thing. That's what I said. And right now, the only thing that I'm saying, Bishop, respectfully so, is that a moment ago, you were stating that if it's not, if you don't look at this as the spiritual, which I 100% agree with. That all the physical, that it's nothing. And I'm here to say that you just stated, until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. In Revelation 7, it talks of 144,000. Those are all Jews. Subsequent to that scripture, it talks about another multitude of all nations and tongues. Well, those Jews were the first fruits. If you go to Revelation 14, it will tell you these were the first fruits. This is the first fruit wherein before you take the harvest in its entirety, you take the sheave. That's the first fruit. You take that to the, uh, the priest, and he weighs that in the temple. The harvest did not take place. But you just had 144,000 who were taken up, and all I'm trying to say is that the mystery is such that the physical Israel? They're not discarded. They're still in place. They are in revelation along with the rest of those other persons from all of those other nations, those Gentile nations. But you have to, you have the people of Israel, get pulled in first. Am I right or wrong? Tom, speak loud. What me.
8: Don't like the top lot.
3: Well,
0: okay.
3: You're, you're right in the text, but like I've said, wanting to be that people. That's not what I was going on. The only thing that I wanted to focus on, which I know I couldn't get on anything else, you made a statement as if the physical Israel was of no consequence anymore. And all I'm trying to say is that, yeah, they are. When the Gentiles are brought into their fullness, then God will be dealing with Israel physical. Bloodline, again, that's all that I was stating. Am I right or wrong? Oh, you're right. But it's not the blacks. That's fine. I'm, I won't even debate that at this point in time. Um, I'll leave that be it. Hey, Bishop, in all sincerity, again, not, no contention, just arbitrarily. I just wanted to say, hey, I didn't see where you were going, and I wanted to get that point out.
0: Thank you so much.
1: And, and let me say this, John, before you go, Bishop, and uh, hold on. Let's go to L.A. Out of respect for him, I forgot, the brother. I, I didn't forget. I'm just doing a thousand things here one time. We were trying to. I got to get this bishop talking at the last two minutes, y'all. We got to. sure, please, if you can, no more than about a couple minutes, please. Okay.
8: Um, uh, I'm glad the bishop acknowledged what he did, that God is going to come back. And he said two things that are very significant. He said that they would be at the bottom until. The time of the Gentiles has been fulfilled. As a matter of fact, it says Jerusalem will be tried out by Gentiles, not Israel, not Jews, until the time of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. So therefore, if they've been darkened, if they are coming if they are under oppression, if they're under a judgment, then the question is is that you know what you're doing? You're attacking victims by all the things that you said thus far and the things that Seth have brought out. Because you're attacking the victims, now. You said a question, and here's the point I'm going to get to. And I want to, Seth, real quick, I want to address something that Donna said because what Donna said was absolutely right. And what the bishop's intent is absolutely right. But here's the problem that lies in. Until you sincerely, sir, take up on your heart to search the most High for, this, for the truth in this and not think and have the presumption that you know it all, because you err, you know you err, not knowing the scriptures, because you said that they would not go into captivity, and the Messiah said himself in Matthew twenty-four when he began to talk about the things that would become befall them after he departed after his ascension. He said that the Jerusalem, Israel, would be trodden down by Gentiles. You can't be a Gentile and a Jew at the same time, and so he said Jerusalem would be trodden down by Gentiles. This is going to happen simultaneously, and he says, and you shall be taken captive, captivity. That means you don't have freedom. That means that you're no longer sovereign unto all nations, all ethnicities, which derive from Genesis chapter 10. That's why understanding these things are so significant. Now, the issue is, is that what Donna said, my brother said, is this and, and that, and, I, and, and Lord knows she's on it. But I want you to understand this is the problem. And I'm going to read the scripture, and I'm going to leave it with that. And except if you do decide to have the bishop back on next week, I ask you and I implore you, just the same tone in which you hear me speaking right now, and the same mode and spirit, I would like for you to give him and I an opportunity to have a conversation about this issue of Israel, because he just speaking that he said definitively that the blacks are not are not Israel. And I wanna know how is it that he knows definitively that we are not Israel and that the people over there who say they are Jews and I just proved to you already by the scriptures that they're not Jews because of Yahweh, the Messiah Christ you spoke so much of tonight and they in the central figure of the issue. And he said, and like you just said, you search the scriptures daily, for in them you think that you have salvation. They are daily testify of me. So what we're talking about is the expression of Christ. This is all, because remember, he's a king coming back to rule, and the people he should rule and govern which shall be Israel. So all of this is having to do with Christ. Don't exclude this and don't be us, because what Seth did not tell you, that just like you, I am as well an academic change of Greek theologian. So I would appreciate it if you just, whenever I ask you a question, if you don't know it, then just say you don't know it. But don't try to condescend us and to think that we're off on some crazy lot la stuff because we are not novices with this. I have been walking with the Most High for almost 40 years, and I'm 57 years old. So we're not novices. So, but the issue is, is this, is that until we deal with that issue. We're not going to come to the truth And that's why like, I said this conversation would be futile Because until you understand Who these people are Because when we understand who they are We understand everything about them All we have okay. to do is read the prophets Just like you said in the scripture okay. All we have to do is go to the scripture But just please Okay what
1: I'm Okay, Brother sure, Yes, sir I appreciate your, the, your Just you, brother You're just very Outspoken, and uh, I want the bishop to respond. He is going to get. you going to want to come on again, but I'm not going to bring you on again. Everybody's going to go ahead and cease with the questions. I want this brother to have at least ten minutes, and then we'll make some closing comments. But before he do, Bishop, uh, I mean brother Agnew, please quickly, quickly, quick. He hasn't said much. Just give me two minutes. And bishop, I think what I want to do is 4757. I want to give you eight minutes if you don't mind. Brother Agnew to speak two times. If, if that's is that okay with you? Sure. I want us to wrap up three minutes till okay. Uh, brother Agnew, two minutes please. Brother Aaron Agnew, you there?
4: I I'm here. Can you hear me now?
1: I can hear you. Go ahead, brother. Two minutes to them get to Bishop Aiden, and then we're gonna wrap this show quickly, please.
4: I heard an elder man tell me one time it's not good to get into eschatology. Before you know a man Because you'll break friendships And uh, the way That I hear over the line Today everything that's been said I'm just To me I'm hearing from one side um, People who are Wanting to talk about Christ And on the other side People who are wanting to talk about Black people And so I'm just I'm listening and I'm trying to find what what is the uh, what what is it that we're trying to reach where, where are we going with the conversation are we Are we trying to see who Christ is, or are yeah, we trying Christ to see who the black people are uh, Brother so Agnes, that, that's, that's just what i'm I'm hearing, and I just I just Agnes, wanted to share that.
1: Let me just say this to you really quickly. That wasn't fair. You have some brothers come on, want well, to understand prophecy. We're trying to get these same people to Christ. We recognize there's something blocking them from getting into the church to hear the bishop. I've seen y'all church online. Y'all had that many members. This not a, I mean, it don't mean anything bad. Sometimes you preach the truth, people don't want to hear. I understand that, but there's a lot of people that want to know the truth. That, my friend, you just said was not fair. See, this is what happened when nobody can send him to your bishop. Your bishop is brilliant. We don't said it a trillion times. I'm trying my best to quiet ch- to on people so he can talk. He don't know everything. He may have helped you save your life and all of that. He knows he don't know everything. I don't know everything. Ella sure don't know everything. John don't know everything. We're just trying to get to the Father's heart tonight. You should not say that that is not fair. I know these brothers. they ain't into no blackness. Maybe when we first started, we were. We do win souls. We do bring people to the father, and I bet you money if any one of these brothers pass it, I just bet you by the by their faith their Facebook following about all the friends they know and the ministries they've done in the past. They might have more members, more committed members, more uh, Aaron Agnews, more Bishop or Robert E. Smith. It wasn't fair. Bishop, you got the last words up until like two minutes. Uh, well, it's 1050. Go ahead and do your thing till about 1058.
3: Uh, it's a, a real good uh, opportunity in communicating. Um let me ask you a question. Do you
1: agree, Brother Agnew? You think we're just all about just the black man? That's it. I, we've I, we've said a trillion times. We agree that that's the message we need.
3: Tell me well, the truth. I want to know. I, I'm I'm just saying. If if you know the truth, and if you're communicating and demonstrating the truth, you're getting results. This Holy Spirit comes as comforter, paraclete, the one that's called alongside to help. And we should not be so frustrated about trying to get people to see who they really are. If we know who they really are, the Holy Spirit is here to help us to convince people as to who they really are. But it's my understanding that who we think we really are in terms of the flesh, it ain't happening. And there'll be yet frustration because it's not going to be any results to keep us from being frustrated. So I'm on my last eight minutes. Um,
0: I just uh,
1: want before to before you before you take eight minutes you can you can, you can talk until two minutes till fifteen seconds. Are you willing to come on and talk about who you are as a people? And I promise you, you see, this time I gave you more time. I even give you more time. All you, we want to hear. This is a, see, versus jumping all around with all these topics, this would be just one topic. So it would be more for you to talk more as to how you come to the conclusion that those people in, the, in Jerusalem is God's chosen. It won't be a lot of topics. We're not, we're not going to address the comments you made. We're not going to address, you can talk about being in Christ. That, that's going to always be front and center stage. But who are these people in America? Are you willing to come on next week if I promise you, you know?
3: Well, let me be quite frank and honest and in responding. Look, it doesn't matter to me who is in Israel and who are in, that in America I want to know how we're going to convey Christ to those in Israel and those in America I'm not concerned about who they are in the flesh I'm concerned about what Christ has accomplished on behalf of those that are there and those that are here so I I don't I don't see coming on next week Talking about who they are in Israel, because it really doesn't matter to me in terms of what my call is. My call is to preach Christ to teach Christ, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, bring people into a relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ, and that's all I can do i am not uh, and I
1: hope you know I hope you know that we really, really is trying to do the same. We're just going by a different path.
3: Right, and, I, and and let me uh, give it to you. What you're doing, become even more proficient in doing it. And I'll just take my hat off if they get to, get to the Father. Do your efforts. And I'm saying oh my amen. Goodness.
1: They really, Bishop, but, I promise you, you just don't know the half, and we're not trying to both, but believe me, thousands, thousands,
3: Well, uh, let me say i got six minutes now, right? Uh, I want to give a a shout-out to your sister, Donna. That's her name, Donna, right? Right. When she was sharing, I got up out of my chair. I backed all the way up against the wall. This sister was speaking from the heart of the Father. And I want to say I appreciate That word that she shared It really um, Stirred my spirit And and I'm appreciative to having heard her uh, Share what she did Uh, And Of course Being on the air with you uh, Each week It's fine Uh, I'll have to look at that And see what next Tuesday holds Um well, let's, let's, I do do this. let's do this
1: out of respect, because time is pretty much running out. Let's do this, because I know there's more. Both brothers is a little rough. You know, they, they love you, though. They, they'll they tell you if they didn't. Brother, John, respect you. He's heard a lot of your, 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 we listen to you, he listened to you, we listen to you separately. Y'all don't have any of me on our phone lines tonight. And and I that's what I, like I vehemently rough. disagree with. <laughs> what was that, uh, John, quickly? I don't feel like I was rough at all. Well, no, you wasn't. But I mean, LSU, you know, he's in line. Uh, and and there's about 15 of us. Some are pastors. But, but to Victor, I can name about 15 people. And all of them are just like these brothers. Some of them are sisters, Sister Eliana, sharp. We don't even worship together. Different countries, different cities. I know people, I've been to 24 countries, I've been to Israel nine times. We ain't smoking on nothing. We really agree with what you're saying. We're just saying make it practical. And you have said some things and your wife came home, fireball. I hope y'all understand we're not against you. We just want clarity. What if you present something next week and we found out we went wrong? I'll tell you, I'll let you correct me earlier about the one scripture I kind of, well, look, I'm not no, I'm not, I don't have no following. I have a bunch of people around me saying, yeah, yeah you're right, Bishop, you're right. No, they'll tell me, my sister, she just heard or disagreed. That's, what I, that's who I live around. I promise you, I would love to have you on next week, and you can share whatever's on your mind. If you want to talk about who we are in Christ, I just want you to spend some time you can tell me how much growth is up, I don't want to talk no more, I don't take no callers, no more than 15 minutes, I don't want to talk like that's it. Because people know a prophet when they hear one. And no person knows the word. You are a seasoned minister. You have a following, you have people that love you, and we want to just get to the bottom of things. I don't want to teach no lie. I'm leading people, like I said, thousands. What if I'm misguiding people? I promise you, it does say slave ships, Bishop. Last thing, and I'm gonna let you. If I call you, let us know if you want to come back on. You got it. I promise you, you'll speak more. As a matter of fact, I'll let you open up with the first 15 minutes. Let me just say this to you: Why I'm doing this? I care about you. I care about your followers. They hear their bishop. Ain't nothing to be ashamed of. They should be proud of you, especially the first lady. Listen, I have counted over three hundred prophecies in the Bible that we live out. I've been to Israel. I talked to the rabbis. You will be shocked to know what they said to me. Bishop, they cannot hold a candle to us. How about this? Will you believe it if they said it with their own mouth? You the Jews we on a tour minding our business. Somebody yelled out, you're the real Jews. Listen, we got less than a minute. I did it again. All right, this is going to cut off in less than, how uh, about, All right, we li- actually, we got two minutes. Bishop, there's other stuff you're going to come on next week, and you can dictate how to do it. I'll call you. we we'll talk talk offline. You can tell me how long. So are you interested in coming on and maybe the first half talk about who we are in Christ? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll let you do it. Are you open to it or not?
0: Oh, sure, I'm open. Sure.
1: Okay, we'll talk offline. Listen, but Agnew, John, everybody, we're gonna meet your line. We're thanks gonna a lot, lose this in about forty. Like what was that?
3: Thanks. I just said thanks a lot. All go right, All we're gonna we're lose this, this feed in about
1: seven seconds. Listen, thanks, every, thank everybody, thank you, everybody. We got three seconds, so it's gonna go. Uh, maybe got a minute, maybe another minute here. But listen, Bishop, thank you very much. All right, I really appreciate it. We'll look forward to everybody. Remember, tune in next week, and we'll pick this up. Shalom. All right, shalom. And shalom, people. God love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night. God bless you.